Yeah, I, uh, I, don't, I don't know what that ammonia uh, smell or taste is. It's not acid reflux. Like I said, John just says it's, kind of, it's low carbs, high protein. But or maybe some kind of ketone release or something? I'm not sure what that would be. I, I thought about that. Somebody said something to me about it once, about it having to do with being on really low carbs. Um, something about being depleted. I, I don't know exactly. Maybe Ben knows. You know what? Here he is. We doing headbands today? <laughs> I got one. Should I bust it out too? Yeah, maybe we should all. Should we, <laughs> we all have to do headbands. Uh, ben, what's going on? Hello, man. How are you? You good? Uh, you're just the man I wanted to talk to. Me and Ian were just trying to figure out why I can taste ammonia, like for four days straight now in my throat. John, John said it has something to do with low carbs, high protein. I mean, yeah, normally keto guys get that, right? But is that what that's from? Because that's, that's what that's what yeah. Ian said. It's like a ketone release of some sort. Yeah, if you've got too many ketone bodies, it will, like, it will stop. Um, Speak so, up a bit, man. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know if my... Uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah, normally ketone bodies normally cause that, like ammonia. Like, you normally smell it on someone that's got hard ketone. Yeah. yeah. They, unless unless they're chewing gum or something, they, they can, they've got a slight ammonia smell to, it, to their breath. Is it? Does that mean I'm in ketosis right now? Check. How could I be in ketosis, though, if I'm eating, like, 100 and... I have... Um, because it's not necessarily you can be in ketosis and still eat carbs. Yeah, but that like I'm eating about 100. And, I know I know that's true, but not like yeah, I'm still eating about I'm eating about 120 grams of carbs a day and a lot of ketchup and, and a lot of ketchup. <laughs> so I don't know. It's not a great. That's not a lot of carbs of uh, what 275 yeah. pounds. Yeah. Well, get some test strips. Need to be easy. That's what. Get some ketone test strips and just test it. I have some because when I try to do uh, I tried to do the keto diet a long time ago. I have some strips, so I haven't. Maybe I'll bust them out and see. Yeah, just take a piss on one, see. Yeah, I'm losing a lot of fucking weight though. I'm down to like 267. What I broke the. Yeah. I was 275 at the beginning of the week, so I've dropped like oh, yeah. seven seven pounds in like three or four days. Yeah. Damn. But I don't feel like I lost any muscle. I mean, I, I just feel like I get I keep getting harder, so it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ben, are you still stuck? Uh, what my weight? You mean? Well, you said you wanted to get under two sixty this week. I'm two. I was two fifty eight point eight this morning, but I might have cut out a lot of food myself the last three or four days. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I was weighing. I'm like, I don't need carbs this meal, so I took all my carbs out of breakfast yesterday and the day before. It was only like thirty five. It's supposed to be like fifty grams of oats, and I'm like, I feel fine, but I don't feel lean enough, so eat less. Like I. Ian, do you ever do you ever do that when you're working with a coach? I'm assuming you're gonna say no, but do you ever like, yeah, I gotta push things a little harder a couple day, for a couple of days? <sighs> no, like, and I, like I get lean so easily, like it's I, I never feel that way too often. I mean, I've had the odd day where it's like at the end of the day, and like say my last meal has like you know a tiny bit of carbs in it or something, I'll be like, oh, I don't need that, like a little bit or something, you know, I feel okay. good. Like maybe you know if there's 20 grams of carbs in it or something, but I haven't done that in a long, long time now. But I mean, I'll do the odd like. You know, if I'm biking and I'm watching like a show or something and there's five minutes left and I'm done my cardio, I'll do an extra five minutes, you know, I'll yeah. push that. Or, you know, if I'm playing a game or something on my phone, I'm like, oh, I'll finish this level, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'll push through that and do an extra five, 10 minutes. But no, I never cut food. Like, I, especially for me, I know like under eating has such a detrimental effect to my physique. So like, I've, I'm honestly too scared to do that now. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I've been through uh, some, uh, sorry, go ahead, man. I was gonna say, I did run it by Justin. Like Justin knows. Yeah. John so knows. I, I, 
Yeah, John yeah, knows I, I do that I, shit too. Yeah. I just, I texted him yesterday. I was like, so, because today's a rest day. And I'm like, my rest day has like three meals with like 30 grams of carbs in it. I'm like, I'm four weeks out. That's why I said to you on the phone. That I'm four weeks out. I probably got five more rest days in me. I can suck a little harder, you know. I can. Yeah. I'm not suffering, so I'm like, can I just pull all the carbs out? And he said, yeah, like, go no carbs on your rest yeah. days. If you and, want. and if your weight isn't like skyrocketing downwards, I see, I see nothing against that. I mean, if you were so dropping like, I'm not. five pounds a day, I would be like, yeah, maybe go easy. But like, if your weight's like, you know, holding pretty steady or dropping slow, you can push that that those carbs. Yeah, my, my my weight hasn't. It's been chipping a little bit. I had a big drop. I went from 273 down to 274 within a week, and then it didn't budge for the last four weeks. It just stayed you meant, 60 to 62. You, meant, you, you said 74 to 73. You meant 74 to 63. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I, I dropped like nine, eight, nine pounds yeah. in a week. a whole fucking pound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I dropped like eight or nine pounds in a week, and then didn't change anything. We kept it the same, and then my weight has, hasn't budged for the last like yeah. three or four weeks. And I've got leaner, but and now I'm at the point where I'm like, I've got leaner, but not just not quite as lean as I want to be. Yeah. Well, it's like me and you. It's like me and you were talking about Ben. It's like we were saying, you know, you're not a 265 pound bodybuilder on stage, and right. I know, and I know I'm not a 275 pound bodybuilder on stage. So the scale, people say, oh, the scale doesn't matter. The scale does matter to a certain extent. Yeah. Like, I was at 270 between 272 and 275 for like three or four weeks, probably three weeks. And I kept looking better, but I'm like, I know this scale has to drop eventually. Like I know, yeah. I know that that weight's got to go somewhere. So I, I, I'd like, go on. Go ahead, I, I see this all the time with guys on Instagram. They're, you know, be a week out, two weeks out, they're posting their weight and you know, they're 15 pounds heavier than I know they should be on stage. And I'm like, either you're lying about your weight or you're going to be in really bad shape. Which one is it? Cause yeah. you know, for one, you didn't gain 20 pounds from last year. And even if you gained a, a bit, like, you know, you're not a two, like you said, you know, you, some people you just know are not 275 pound bodybuilders on stage. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. Well, it's okay. like, I know, I know I've lost size. So I know my last stage weight was like 258. So I expect to be like 250 or yeah. even, even less. So I'm like, I can't be hovering around 275. No. You know what I mean? It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. My last, uh, when I did the qualifier in 2017, I was 248. So I was six weeks out from the finals. So my qualifier was 248 with probably five or six pounds to really dial yeah. in. Yeah. Then I, then I overshot and way overdieted to the last six weeks, right? Um, but I, I know that my legs are a little downsized when how they used to be. My upper body is probably a little bigger. So I'm thinking high between 245 and 250 is where I should be coming into the final week. That's if I'm, if I'm in shape, but, you know, before yeah. I've started like dehydrating or anything like that. I, I know if I'm... A smidge under two fifty. I'm. I know that I'm. I'm more confident in my head of where I need to be. Yeah, but you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter, right? Like, if you're two forty eight and you're not in shape, you're just going to keep pushing anyway. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know. I'm not. I'm. I'm just at the point where I was two two sixty two. I know that I'm not peeled at two sixty two, regardless of what. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, yeah. That's too heavy. That's too heavy. I'm not a two hundred sixty two pound bodybuilder. No way. Yeah. So, um, I'm I don't... tall and I'm heavy, but I'm not. I'm not 260 on stage. Yeah, I don't think people should be cutting food out of their diets. I think it's just, and I don't know what your reasoning is, Ben, but like I've been doing this for so long. I know like, I kind of know how my body's supposed to feel. So yeah. I can do it for a couple of days and then go back to my normal diet and like my body will level off, but I'll have like, I'll, ch I'll have chipped away a couple pounds of fat. And it's like, yeah. I can I can hover then. I can go back to like my normal diet at that point. 
Ian, you're looking a, a little bit leaner in the face again. What's going on? Are we going to get a surprise? Are we going to get a surprise in New York or what? No, I, I just got a haircut yesterday, so I'm nice and cleaned up. That's are you are you anti? Are you have you become like anti to saying anything online anymore? <laughs> it seems like no, I, just, you... just, I just like I, I just don't know, man. I'm just like I'm just prepping. I'm just like feeling good, looking good. I'm just like kind of rolling with the with the punches right now. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. You're too calculated. I know you, this is what happened. I think you said a lot of th stuff before Tampa and you're like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not going to say anything. And I'm just going to show up at a show somewhere. Sure. Maybe and, I'll do that. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's, that's a valid, yeah, I guess that's valid. I mean, I don't know, but I think people are, you know, I think it's, there's an in-between, right? There's a, there's a yeah. place where you can say, yeah. So Nothing, you're there's, not going to, uh, nothing, not let anything out of the bag. That's it. We're just going to wait. No, I, no I, I legitimately am just like not, like at that place yet where I'm like willing, you know, to a hundred percent commit like out on online to what I'm doing. So, yeah. All right. But you do have a plan in your own head, right? You know, I'm, you know what you're doing. Yeah. I know what I'm doing. Fuck man. I thought we could get it out of you today. <laughs> <laughs> I've held out uh, too long now. Um, we were, we were having a debate online. Uh, we normally wait to get to get into the questions, but we're, Oh, can I just say something before we get into anything? If I rant a lot over the course of the next six weeks, I would like everybody to know that I've entered the hunger zone and I'm likely to fucking snap at stupid fucking comments. Like somebody messaged me yesterday. I wrote, I wrote a caption yesterday after my post and I wrote something about not having fun. And some fucking guy writes, if you're not having fun, you shouldn't be bodybuilding. And I'm like, there's a difference between fun and fucking passion. Right? Yeah. Like, when I get up at fucking 7.30 after going to bed at 3 in the morning because I'm editing video, it's not fucking fun to get up and do my cardio. No. You know what I mean? Like, there's a difference between I'm, I'm having a drink and I'm drunk and I'm having fun and I love what I'm doing. Those are two different things. There's, there's no athlete at the absolute elite level that has fun every day. They do training and they're dieting. Like, I mean, you, you take anyone at that level. I mean, you know, an NFL player, an NBA player, anything, when they're doing their 5 a.m. practices, they're fucking – you know, traveling every day, you know, they're hopping on planes all the time to fucking go. You think they're like, yay, another flight to fucking Indianapolis. They're like, fuck this shit. You know, yeah. they're like, I want to stay home with my wife and kids. You know, I don't want to train today. I'm fucking tired. Like yeah. there's the, but they do it because like you said, they're driven and they're passionate about what they do, but they're not like loving every second of it all the time. It's, but the fact that they still do it, even when they're not is what is the differentiation there. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that you don't love what you're doing. Cause it's not fun. I, I reserve the word fun for like, I'm at an amusement park and I'm eating fucking hot dogs and I'm with my girlfriend and I might be getting drunk later on that night. That's fun. Yeah. But you enjoy like seeing the transformation of your physique and getting lower body fat and like, you know, the, the process and the, and the end result you do enjoy in the, in the basis yeah. of it. Yeah. I have a passion for uh, being able to control my mind and my physique and, exactly. and, and like people that like can't stay away from eating a fucking muffin. Mm -hmm or they can't lose a pound because they're like, well, I don't know how to, you know, I got to have this fucking hundred percent fat dressing on my salad. So, and they, they have just tried all this trouble losing weight and they can't stay away from food. They can't stay. I, I pride myself in knowing that I can, I've mastered the art of, I, I can, I can just stay away from whatever the fuck I want to do. I can make my body get fat. I can make my body get lean. I can, that's mm -hmm. the, the enjoyment of bodybuilding is like being really? able to, yeah, just being, having complete control over everything you're doing and, then the reward is achieving the goal that you've set out for yourself. It's not, there's, there's a, the term fun is like a different, has a different context to me. Yeah, I agree. So I don't know, Ben, you got any thoughts on that? 
Well, it's that whole thing that we said where it's like everyone can train when you're motivated, right? Mm. Like it's it's super easy when the off season or whatever when you when you actually want to do something, but the difference comes in, and like what Ian was saying, the separation comes in, and and I think you've said it, discipline. Yeah. That's where discipline kicks in when you're tired, you're hungry, you don't want to do that kind of shit. But it's all with the payoff of the end goal, right? The, the mm. payoff is the, the the fun is the payoff. Yeah, the fun. Not the actual. Sometimes, like the the literal action and process is grueling. Sometimes, right? Starving yourself and yeah. doing a ton of cardio. But when we come to stripping down and posing and seeing the progress we've made week on week, that's the fun. It's not even uh, to, the word fun to me doesn't even apply. It's achievement and, and, and the reward. The payoff, yeah, the payoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The term fun means something totally different. I just. Because even for me, like, I, I'll be 100% honest. I don't even enjoy competing. I mean, I actually don't even like going on stage. I don't like posing. I don't like getting sprayed. I don't like shaving my body. I don't like 98% of the actual end result of bodybuilding. I enjoy, like you said, I like that I can test myself to the limits. I know. I can do things that people can't when it comes to, you know, pushing myself from a diet perspective, a training perspective. And I like seeing, you know, what I can get out of my physique and pushing it in a different manner and getting a different end result every time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, yeah. I, I really feel like people who don't compete or maybe if they don't, if they don't uh, really, really have a passion or an ultimate goal for this, they don't understand what it is we're doing because there's the term fun isn't, I don't know. It just, it just doesn't apply. So anyway, the, the point I'm trying to make is if I fucking ramp my ass off over the next six weeks, like you just did, like I just did, it's, <laughs> it's because of, it's because of stupid fucking comments like that, <laughs> like yeah. that, that I normally would be able to just fluff off. But now I'm like, yeah. Anyway, so me and Ian were talking about, uh, before we started the podcast, we were having a little conversation, uh, in the Q and a, somebody had asked who the best Canadian bodybuilder was. And they mentioned me, Ian, Quint, Reagan, Ben, Frank, you know, like all, all the Canadians, right? And they I was didn't, joking. They didn't mention Frank. I threw him in there. Yeah, they didn't mention Frank, which I think Frank gets discounted a lot. I, so I don't know. I don't know why. He Frank, had, I think now because I, I think the social media era, he was he's been more of like a more of like a cultural icon from those black and gray photos and like from Animal and stuff like that. Than he's been a bodybuilder in social media days. I agree. You know, I, I think agree. he was kind of before that. Um, you know, in his, his heyday of bodybuilding was kind of like at the beginning of that. Um, so I don't think he gets the credit that he's due as, as a competitive bodybuilder. And it was also a pretty short competitive career where then when you look at guys like Regan, you know, is in the forefront of, of social media. So, I mean, he gets hyped up even past what his, his, you know, competitive, you know, statistics might show or Antoine guys like that. So, um, you know, I think, yeah, Frank definitely is getting, you know, slightly a disservice because of, you know, where he he got so famous was from ads, right? Well, I think it's funny because Frank's the one who started it, really. Yeah. If you think about it, Frank's I mean, a goddamn Olympian, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but it's not only that. I mean, like for Canadians back in the day, none of us really thought we could make a living at this. Yeah. And then Frank was the first one to like get a contract, make some money. Yeah. Then, I, then I think it was me. Then it was Ben. And then I mean, there's people before us, but I think in the modern day, anyway. Yeah. Uh, it was the three of us, and then. I think it started to run, it started to kind of roll after that. But as far as like who the best guy is, me and Ian were having an interesting conversation because Ian um, was saying that it's based on statistics. Like, whoa, when, whoa, whoa. Well, well, that's kind of what you're saying. I mean, not all no. of it, but. 
Sorry, one sec. I lost my screen. How do I see you guys again? I can't even see you. Click the maybe the video button. You might have hit it by accident because that would would. All right. Well, that's good enough. Okay. Can you hear? Can you see us again or no? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, weren't you saying that it's more of a statistic thing? No, I wasn't saying. I was saying in what the ranking I was giving was strictly based off the statistics. Oh, okay. I'm not saying that's the right way or the wrong way. I'm just saying in the way that I was deciphering it in that specific. I mean, there's a, a million different ways you could decipher it. Which one's right or wrong? I mean, it could be a, a million different things. The yeah. one I was just giving was like as if it was any other sport. If this was, you know, football with touchdowns and fucking basketball with how many three, you know, your, you know, your mm. three pointers, whatever. I don't fucking know sports, but you know, yeah, what I mean? yeah. like those yeah. kind of statistics. Um, you know, I was breaking it down strictly by as if it was an Olympia qualification based on points, you know, like okay, so, Arnold placings are worth the most and blah, 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 you know? Yeah. Okay. So when, Ben, do you think when people judge bodybuilders, because this, this isn't just about the Canadian guys, do you mm. think, do you think they take more into consideration statistics or do you think more, they just look at their physiques? How do you think people judge? You for mean the, the average, the average fan well i mean somebody who knows what they're looking at not like not somebody who just like picked up a fucking magazine just somebody who's actually follows bodybuilding like i think if they know what they're talking about they look at the physique yeah because i think if we go statistically like that means i'm as good as sean ray but in reality sean ray would beat my fucking ass on stage so well, it's like that's what i mean if you, like, if you rock up i mean it's and i'm not going to take anything away from say brandon but brandon's an olympian but it's a different olympia competition that brandon, he entered than curry Brandon Curry. Okay, sorry. For, so take take his Olympia win, for instance, versus some of Ronnie's or Jay's, where they're very highly competitive. The level it was a, it was a slightly different scenario, right? Mm. I'm not taking anything away from his Olympia. I'm just comparing someone's yeah, Olympia that, win that, versus another. It, it that, sometimes depends on who's at the show, right? I, I agree in the aspect because I know my lowest placings are my best looks. So I mean, it's it's not necessarily like translating, and I mean some of my worst placing or best placings are my worst looks. I mean, like Tampa, for example, was definitely one of my worst all-time looks or Toronto pro against John. Those are my two worst looks. And those are the two times I play second in the show, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Yeah. Spain where I won. Yeah. I looked pretty good. Um, but you know, then I had like Vancouver pro where I looked really, really good. Um, you know, where I placed fourth, you know, I, ha I have some other shows or Tampa the year before or last year third. But that's why, that, see, that that show exactly is why placings don't necessarily matter. Because, no, I agree with you. 100%. Yeah, yeah, because Vancouver, you looked amazing, but the lineup was deadly at that show. Yeah. Like everybody was like Olympia shredded. Well, same with Vancouver. I mean, it was yeah. hot. Or Vancouver, Vancouver was the one yeah. I was thinking of. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Vancouver was the one. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, obviously what you said makes sense, Ian, because like it's the only way to take all your emotions out of it. Like you're just going statistically credentials yeah yeah credentials but i think in bodybuilding terms i don't know if anybody really does that so i think if we're going to break down i i can it, i can honestly say out of the, all the canadians that were mentioned um man you got the new crop of talent is like way that the the new crop of talent Ian included have much more potential than me or ben or frank anton like, looks insane right well now. And, i think and quinn Anton and Quinn, I think. Anton, aside from Ian, I mean, like I said, Antoine is shredded, but I don't. I think, like at my best, like at, like say when I was thirty, thirty-one, I could stand with Antoine, and maybe, okay. maybe even, maybe Antoine even. still doesn't have nearly enough tissue up top to match his legs. I mean, yeah, Antoine's got a massive lower body. Yeah, yeah, but I, I mean, think he's, he's verge of classic physique through some parts of his upper body. You know, yeah. 
But I think uh, um, I think Quint, on the other hand, man, that fucking kid with a few more years is going to be deadly. Like potential wise, Quinton is is yeah. hands and hand and foot above everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Like Quint, Quint has the potential to be the best Canadian bodybuilder ever. Agreed. If he stays on the trajectory he's on, I think for him it's going to be here. You know. Yeah, I mean, as long as he stays surrounded by the team he's around, I no, think. No, I mean, also, yeah. like, when push comes to shove, you know, like, getting 100% lean for shows and pushing it, you know, to that last little bit. Yeah. Like, I mean, we, Quinn has all the tools in the, in the bag, but, I mean, we have yet to see him peeled, peeled on stage, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, which, I, I still, me and you have had that conversation. I still think that's an age thing. And I, I, yeah, I know you don't like, I know you don't like to use that because you got you were really shredded at a young age. Sure. But okay, so yeah, either way, but yeah, we still need to see that. But once that, if he shows that mental tenacity to really push it uh, and get down to that nitty gritty and get the conditioning there, I 100% agree. But uh, you know, that's that's still yet to be shown. But I, I agree that from a potential. And I've told this to Quinton and said it, you know, openly on social media a million times. I think Quinton is definitely has the most potential of almost anyone competing right now. Yeah, not even just Canadians. I mean, I don't, I don't remember seeing another. What is he? I don't know, twenty four now. I don't know how old he is, but yeah, I, I don't know. I've never seen it. I don't remember ever seeing a twenty four year old that looks like that. Like he's tall as well, right? He's like five eleven, six foot. Like I believe he's five eleven, six foot. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been around him a few times. He's definitely man. definitely like close to six feet. Because he's filled that frame up pretty well at that age. If he can just, I think the only knock on Quint. I mean, aside from obviously he's got to get that grainy look one day, but if he can get a bigger back, like if his back, his back can, yeah. if his back can match his legs, then he'll fucking start just tearing yeah, through. If you look at the pictures yeah. he just posted today, like that most muscular looks great. You know, his side shots or that three quarter turn he won does really looks fucking crazy. But then it goes to the back double and you're like, ah, it's still nice, but it's, you know, it's not quite up to par, especially like his front doublers, front relaxed are just fucking bonkers. Yeah, you know? it's not that it's not that it's like lagging badly. It's not like he just has a bad back. It's almost that it doesn't match everything else because it's so because everything else is so good. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. The question's interesting. Anyway, I just thought I'd I'd bring it back up because we were talking about it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. And you're, you not, you're, you're not you're uh, not you're not including Chris in that, are you? Because he's Chris. Well, no, yeah, but Chris, but but Chris turned pro as an open, right? Or my yeah, competed in the open. Yeah, but if Chris did open, he'd get killed. He would get killed. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't know. I know. He would be better looking than everybody. But saying, technically, he's a bodybuilder, right? He's no, he's a classic. Olympia. He's not an open bodybuilder. No, but like you, if you look at it in this perspective, Chris, <laughs> when he turned pro, he lost the overall to Justin Rodriguez at North Americas, and Justin Rodriguez was in mediocre at best conditioning like he's had way way better showings as a pro conditioning wise and chris lost to justin rodriguez can't like justin beat him handily and justin is a is a mid-tier pro at best you know justin's yeah, like he's, you know, he's getting the lower pardon he's, he's lower but justin's lower body is very good but he's up as yes but i'm saying he's he's not a show winner you know he might be the odd fourth place to seventh place kind of guy um and he beat chris pretty handily so i mean i think chris would be you know, he would have a, a tough time. I mean, especially with his arms and his back. I mean, you know, no matter how much muscle you put on Chris, his arms would still be small. Um, I think if you put it, I think if you put enough muscle on Chris, he would, he would do well. I just think right now he's not big enough to stay. I, I, I'm going to disagree with you here only because I don't think Chris's frame, like, I don't think it would, I don't know how to describe this. I just know his physique so well that I don't think it would ever, the ratios would never change, you know? 
I think he sure. would just get bigger where he's good, and I don't think his back would ever match. I don't think his arms would ever get better. I don't, I yeah, don't think it would change in that aspect. I think I'd agree. He'd probably upsize, but his aesthetic wouldn't carry over. I think, I think he would be – I think even though he beat Regan as an amateur in bodybuilding and beat Regan in classic, Regan would beat him in men's open. Uh, but what you're describing sounds like Dennis Wolf, though. Yeah, but because Dennis, no. Dennis Wolf had, you know, his arms weren't amazing, and his back was always a, the knock on him, and he was still, he won a whole fucking slew of shows, and he was like, you know, top five yeah, at the Olympia. Maybe, sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, maybe that's yeah. a possibility. I mean, you'd be talking yeah. Chris putting on obviously a significant amount of muscle at that point. Yeah, um, but I, I don't know. I just don't. I don't see that in his physique. I mean, it's hard. It's hard for me to envision it. But, um, but yeah, no. I, I, I think classic was just like the perfect fit for him. He probably does. Um, sorry. Go, go ahead, Ben. I was going to say, Ian, because you know Chris so well in his diet, does he have to do, almost do what Flex does, which is hold back? Because does he, does, he does his body want to grow and he has to hold it back so he can make it? Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't like push the food by any stretch in the offseason. I mean, yeah. you know, he, he has a little more freedom in his life. You know, if he wants to, you know, skip a meal here and there, um, you know, or eat like, you know, off a meal or whatever, like, you know, he can, he has a bit more flexibility because he's not really like pushing the envelope to grow. And I mean, most of that for him really comes down to the drug uses, especially with his kidneys. I mean, during the off season, he just like really just doesn't use drugs. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, like he'll yeah. still eat, but like he'll take like three, 400 milligrams of test versus like guys who've lost in cycles, you know? So he, he just doesn't really use drugs in the off season. Um, and really up until 12 weeks out, he doesn't really take anything. So um, that's really where he, he goes just, I mean, keep his weight down and keep him healthy so he can compete when the time comes. Right. Mm. Ben, you seem a little dead today. What's going on? Is the diet killing you or what? <laughs> no, I'm good. I feel good. You seem a little like, eh, kind of like, I'm, I'm here. No, I'm good. <laughs> okay. You're just picking on me. Fuck I'm, you. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to get to a couple of these questions. Um, what exactly? Le- oh, you know what? This was a good one I saw that annoyed the fuck out of me too. Uh, did you take lower shelf steroids? Wait, wait, the- wait, wait. What? You didn't put those people in a ranking. Oh, it, uh, where is it actually? <laughs> oh, the, the you, ben, ben, you first because you're not in you're not in the names where Fuad and I are. I already put wait. the rankings. This is what I said. The guy asked no, the question. Wait, and I don't, said, say anything. don't say anything. Let let him go first. But ben, already, you go first. Okay, go Fouad, ahead. Ben, me, Antoine. Why are you answering for him? Let him answer. No, I'm, I'm not. Put, I'm not putting them in order. I'm telling him the names. Oh, okay. Yeah. Quinton and Frank. The best as it is currently, right? Because obviously Quinn, no, they, Quinn hasn't they, they done shit. They're all-time best look. Yeah, the all-time best. Not like right now. Because I'm, uh, like, I'm, like, I'm like last right now. <laughs> I'm going to go Ben. You cunt. All right, thanks for thanks, Ian. Talk to you. <laughs> right, talk, thanks a lot, Ben. We'll see you next. Week. I can't discredit. I can't discredit Ben because he's just. <laughs> if we, I'm just joking. Some, I'm of, just the, joking. I'm some just joking. of the some of the some of the stats. That, I mean, Ben was at the top right for you know. I, I'm so I'm going to go Ben. Off the top of my head, and I'm just going to do it quick. Ben, Frank, Ian, Fuad. Whoa! I, I'm fourth on the list. Why? Well, Your bodybuilding knowledge. Those top four. Why? Go on. Your bodybuilding credibility just went down the toilet. Yeah, I got to give it no, no. Frank ahead of anyone is crazy on that one. I'll give you that. I beat Frank like three times after we turned pro. Right, but I'm, I can't ignore the Olympia. What He's, about the Olympia? Where did Frank place at the Olympia? 
Well, you qualify for it. Yeah, I haven't. You've, I, did you done well, I, did, I did the Olympia in 08. That was my second year as a pro. Yeah, and, I, and, I and I qualified and I qualified four times after that. Frank, Frank didn't win by qualifying a show. He won by coming third. No, no, he won on the third. All right, all right. Okay, I... See, the black and white pictures are fucking me up, right? <laughs> you, gotta, you, gotta be, you have a man crush on Frank. That's the problem. I got a little hard on Frank. Okay, <laughs> I'll tell you this. I don't... Like, I've been around a lot of pros. Okay, wait. Can Frank I say something? Can, can, can I just stop you for one second? There's a difference between, okay, if, if the question was, what is your favorite physique? I could see Frank being at the very top of the list, right? Because people, okay. love, people love Frank's physique, that, you know, massive chest, massive arms. But why am, I getting slammed, why am I getting slammed for putting Ben first? No. You're, just, you're not. You're not. It was Frank, oh, okay. that, Frank, okay. it was Frank that threw me off. <laughs> All right. I'd probably go in high. Okay. Ben, for me, is a solid, at the minute, as it stands. Okay. The most successful bodybuilder that I can think of stage-wise, right? Okay. Then I'd go, okay, you, Ian. So, Fuad, Ian, Frank. I'm putting Frank. Frank has, I'm sorry. Frank's in my top four. I don't care. <laughs> then I'm going to go Quint and then Antoine. Where's Regan? Where's Regan? Where's Regan fit? Oh, fuck me. I forgot that guy. Uh, I'm going to go Regan, Quint. Only because Quinn hasn't proved himself yet, then Antoine. So Antoine's last on the list. I yeah, I would oh, be pretty close. I would go. I would go. Oh, it's, it's close. I, yeah. CK, this is the one thing that gets me because if you go by favorite physiques, as much as Ben is good, I don't like. And this is going to be sound hilarious because I coach Chris. I hate bodybuilders with small arms. I just I can't do it. For me, it's like if you if you're a bodybuilder, you gotta have big fucking arms, you know. I don't have big arms anymore. Fuck. I gotta, yeah, I but gotta... your, your arms like when you look at your arms in a t-shirt, you're still like this guy's got big fucking arms. Yeah, you see Chris Bumstead in a t-shirt or Ben Pakolsky in a t-shirt, you think he's like fucking average Joe, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like you're like guys that are like two sixty on stage with like eighteen inch arms. It's fucking weird. I don't like it. So for me, that's a huge detraction from Ben's physique. And I mean, his back is like worse than mine and my back's not great. So, I mean, he's completely riding on his conditioning and his legs and his like kind of nice shape. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's Ben. ben only, I, if, if, if ben, I'm going, I would go you, Ben, me, Regan, Quinton, Antoine. I think Ben Chow is only picking Ben Bukulski because he's got a second place at the Arnold. Yeah, which is when I said the statistics online, I was like, ah, oh, that's tough. If you're going statistics, Fuad has more wins with two and Ben only has one, but Ben has a second place at the Arnold. So it's like, eh, you know, it's... it's but I have, but I, have two, I have two sixth places at the Arnold. Yeah. It's two top six finishes at the Arnold. That's pretty good too. <laughs> yeah. You know what? When I was at my best, Ben, was, we were never at our best at the same time because I was at my best at the Flex Pro in 11 and he was at his best at the Flex Pro in 12 but I really think my 11 physique would have beat Ben's physique at 12. I agree. I really, I really do. Uh, Cause I don't think no, I'm, ben, I'm with ben, ben, had, the... ben had a huge uh, freak factor, but he was very, he wasn't complete. He was missing a bag, but, missing arms. He was all, I'm with, he was all I'm with Ian. Legs. My list looks different. If you ask me what physique I prefer, right? Cause I would, I don't have Ben up as high as I don't have Ben as number one in terms of, what physique I yeah, but what we're saying is, but that's not what we're asking. What we're saying is in bodybuilding terms. And your... I think if you did it this way, if you took all our best physiques of all time and put it in today's Olympia, I think Fuad's physique would place higher than Ben's. 
Okay, I, I could, I'll, I could yeah, think I could agree. I see it. Without being biased, I think, I think, I, I really believe that. I could be wrong, but. I think, I think his back and arms would bring him down in, in a t today's Olympia, and your physique is more complete, even though he's yeah. got <clears throat> the crazy legs and his condition's always really good. Yeah. Um, and his waistline is nice. I think. His waistline is not nice. His waistline is only nice the last year. Sorry, remember, yes. Because remember year. when he took second at the Arnold's, that was the year Arnold came out and he's like, what the fuck are we looking at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember because all of us that year were like, oh, shit, is he talking about me? And I yeah. think he was, he was just talking about all of us, really, because yeah. that, that was the lineup where Arnold came out and started talking shit. So Ben fixed his waistline when he won his show at the end. Um, but, yeah, he also, but he also sacrificed like five, the rest or, of him five or ten pounds yeah. of muscle. He didn't look as freaky. Yeah. yeah. He, he wasn't as big when he got – because that's the one thing Patrick Tour said is if you want to bring down your waist, you're going to have to eat less and you're probably going to lose muscle. Because yeah. it's the only it's the only way to bring it down, and uh, and I think that was Ben was a perfect example of that. But I think anybody would argue that Ben looked better, like when he was a little smaller and he could pull a vacuum. He wasn't. I didn't, I didn't like the look myself, but I didn't think he was as freaky like wow factor. But I thought he looked better, like you know what I mean. I was like, the thing is, when you take a little size off of someone that already has like a lot of flatness in their back, it just made it look like so empty, you know. Yeah, like his conditioning was crazy, and his waist with the little vacuum did look better. But like when you take an already flat back and take a bit of tissue off it in the arms, it just like is like, ugh. you know. I mean, like you know, I did 2016 Toronto Pro with him. Is that the year we all did it? 2016. Toronto yeah. Pro. 20, I yeah, I think that's the year I took second Nathan, to Victor. Nathan won. Nathan won. Oh yeah, that was the year I was out of shape. Yeah, Victor. Yeah, yeah I should have beat fucking. You know, what's his name? Uh, Jim Mannion's like five pounds later and it was your show. Yeah. And I was like, and I knew, and I knew it. And I, and I wasn't, I think I started dieting for that show like late and I was fucking yeah, around a lot. Late, and then like yeah. killed yourself for a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I posted a diet where I was doing three shakes a day, which was true. And then yeah. Bo Boston Lloyd started calling me a liar. I remember. <laughs> he's like, he's like, <laughs> he's like, you're fucking lying. You're just trying to promote your company. And I'm like, I swear to God, I'm doing yeah. three shakes a day. Cause I was yeah. trying to get my weight down. Yeah. So anyway, that was but, the but, but it's interesting. It's what you said as well. I think you said like Hanny said the same thing. Like when you diet, your weaknesses are the things that are going to lose the weight first, right? And so the same thing with Ben. He downsized his waist, but his arms and back suffer even more because of it. His legs hung around a bit, but it just it's makes like that. You're just so in awe with Ben's legs. It's hard to like for me to give it a fair analysis. What, what I see his legs are is that Lucas Osladil's glutes. It's like, they're not actually an addition to his physique. It just fucking confuses the shit out of you and makes you think they're way better than they are, you know? Well, they are, they I, are his physique, right? That, that is I know, but like, it's like, when you really look at it, it's a massive imbalance, you know? Can I, can, I make a, can I make a quick statement about why I think Ben was so incredible? And it wasn't his, I don't think it was his legs. It was, obviously that was part of his wow factor, but Ben's, biggest claim to fame was the illusion this is mm -hmm. this is his arnold um it, it, his legs are incredible and his arms are bad but it's the illusion because he had such good shoulders that he had this really crazy x his front relax was probably his best pose yeah and he had a very clean look like he always yeah. had very nice skin he was always very polished you know yeah he had a, he had a good look his his look was more of one of like crazy illusion and anything like look at like yeah pull up a pit like that can you guys see that yeah that's crazy like oh, that's a yeah. you know that's a great physique like but that's the year i beat him <laughs> or is this 2012 <sighs> is this 2012 
This might be 2012. Um, but no, he had, I think Ben's biggest strong point. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Was that's, Vancouver. His arms are just, that's Vancouver when he downsized. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can see it in his arms. His arms just. I mean, you know what that physique looks like? That front double? That looks like a better Brad Rowe. <laughs> Ian, pulling, Ian pulling no punches. <laughs> well, I mean, no, it does. I mean, it's got the vacuum, the small arms, and ridiculous legs. I mean, that's literally Brad Rowe just better. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, remember when these two, these two had a feud for a little while? Branch sure. fucking. Branch hated Ben. Oh, yeah, I remember that. The Olympia. Because ben didn't, ben didn't show him the respect, right? Ben came out, and he started talking shit at the Olympia, and Branch was like, who the fuck are you? And Ben was kind of notorious for that. He just, you know, would speak his mind. This was the Tampa – I beat – this is – I beat – he took third here. I took second. I thought this was one of his best looks. But, again, like, it's the illusion, the waist. He knew how to, like, elongate it. And then he had the massive legs, and it created this, like, really good X shape. <laughs> That's 12. Ben, ben should have won this show. This is the 2012 Flex Pro. Ben should have won this show. Lionel should have took second. But anyway. Um, so ben, but then Luke, Luke, had, Luke had that similar thing, right? So Luke's waist, because he could pull a vacuum. Luke didn't have a small waist, like measurement-wise. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. But Luke's laps and his legs meant the illusion was just so, like, it, he like, he had a small waist, but in well, reality, you measure that thing. Was that's it wasn't what, yeah, Luke had what Ben didn't. He had the, the lats from the front that flared. Mm, and then he also yeah. had massive he had massive arms and big ass triceps. But so I mean like, what you're saying about carrying the illusion, Ben's legs allowed his waist to appear small, like yeah. it's so far yeah. out, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just can't I just can't get put, get past the small arms. Um okay, so this guy yeah, I wanted to get in on this too, this question. This guy says, did you take lower shelf steroids at the beginning or was it always top shelf? And I'm like, can somebody tell me what the fuck that what means? What does that mean? Because <laughs> well, I know exactly I used to have this. But I used to have this joke with, I used to have this joke with Luke. I'd be like, hey man, can you uh, give me some of your top draw stuff? Because <laughs> I'm like, our stuff's got the same label on it, but yours is a different. You got the premium grade stuff up in your drawer. Yeah. You must be using something different because you're fucking growing. Like yeah, that. yeah. Well, the funny thing is, like, what are these? What do these guys think? There's like no fucking pharmaceutical trend. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I what? Know. I know. Like what? You know what? Other than testing like a few things, I mean, every, everyone's getting lab shit at some point. I mean, like, what? Where do they think this is coming from? It's funny because guys would ask me back in the day, like, or not even back, even recently, guys would be like, you know, what brand are you using? What this are you using? And I would tell them, and it'd be like. You could see in their fucking face they wouldn't believe me. Yeah. They're like, no, no, no. Like, they would either tell me I was lying or I could just tell they thought I was lying because they think that we have like some connection to a doctor somewhere that's like IVing us like fucking straight like yeah. pharmacy test or something. And I'm like, it's not, we're all taking the same shit, man. No. Like, everybody's taking the same shit. But that's where the dosages come in as well because like an average to a good amateur needs a lot more than a genetically gifted pro, right? What do you mean? Say so, that again? so I think this is where the discrepancy comes with dose or the misconception about dosages, because I know a lot of amateurs that run way more than top Olympians oh, yeah. do and have done. And it's because the top guys don't need, like they respond that world to say no, 300. No, 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 no. What? No, don't use the hyper responder bullshit, please. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. Okay, 
there's a difference in a guy that's only going to be a top amateur, even if he takes everything under the sun, versus a guy that's going to compete in the top three at pro shows, look at Olympia qualifications. I'm sorry, there is a genetic component and their ability to get more from less. I don't know. If- Inclu- including okay. food, including food. Okay, like, wait a minute. There are guys that, that- go on. I'll say this. There are, there, after my podcast with Dr. Dean, he explained to me what being a hyper responder is and there is such a thing. And I agree with you there. But I feel like all too often, that's the, that's the main excuse for people when they're taking a bunch of gas and they're like, why aren't I Fuad's size or Ian's size or Luke's size or Ben's size? Or, better responders. Yeah, they must, be, they must be hyper responders and I'm not. And I'm like, actually, it's because I didn't fucking miss a meal and I trained my fucking ass off and you are on the weekends partying and you still- I know, some, I know some amateurs that are more dialed in, more locked in yeah. than any pro I know. Right? Okay. They're more obsessed because they're chasing it and they have no business chasing it. And it makes me cringe because I'm like, you just don't have it. You don't have, even no matter how hard you work, no matter how many drugs you take, you're not going to bridge that gap. You're always going to be an amateur. No, no, no. I agree with you. There's a genetic component and there is such a thing as hyper responders. Yeah. I just want to make the, the point that you don't know if you're one of those things unless you're doing everything else fucking perfectly. No, correct. Because, I agree with that. What I'm saying is... It's, if you say everyone is doing everything the same, yeah, I get it. You'll get you'll get an amateur that's running like two grams of test, a gram of trend, gram restaurant, and still looks like a pretty yeah. average to shit. But he kills himself in the gym. He, all these moves go in, and he just hasn't got it. I know plenty of guys like that are there kicking around the amateur level. Yeah, no, and, and I agree. Well, it comes down to time too, though, because I mean, like. I know when I was younger, like I would fucking, I was, you know, we all, I'm sure at some point when we were young, had the more is better mentality, yeah, um, you know, and, and fucking went crazy with shit. And like, it didn't speed up the process at all, but it was like, you know, over time, it's just like, you know, I was consistent with the food, with the training and all this for one year, two years, five years, 10 years. That's when the, the notice noticeable changes happened. It wasn't like, you know, I blasted drugs for six months and gained 20 pounds. I've never had that happen in my life. You know, I think it's more just these guys, it's like, they'll do it, but they've been doing it for six months or a year, and they're expecting to all of a sudden look like fucking Fuad. It's like, well, that's not real, you know? Ben, that's what I mean. I'm like, my point to it was, and here's what I think. I don't think anybody can just walk in, say, go live with Fuad for the next three years and be on their road to being a pro. Right there, there's, there's no. There's people that aren't going to. Yeah, there's people that right. aren't going to be able to make it just because. Of of, yeah, yeah, of course. So. I just want to make sure we don't listen. And I think anytime you give people an excuse, they're going to take it. Yeah. Mm. So I don't want to give people the hyper responder excuse. And if we are going to give them that excuse, there has to be a note that says you have to be doing everything else perfectly before you can claim I'm not a hyper responder. That's yeah. all. That's all I'm trying. To, I just want to. Um. Counting fats from meats versus counting added fats. What are the differences from the two different schools of thought? Anybody? Ben? What? Counting meats? He wants, to know, he, he wants to know why we count fats from meats versus counting added fats. I mean, I know the answer, but I want to, you know what I mean? Like, you count added fats. I don't well, get it. I think what he's saying is this. Like, if I have chicken, rice, and I add an avocado, I don't count the fat from the chicken. 
Okay, sure. Um, you know, in my in my in my total calories, I do, but I'm saying like in oh, my head. Beef or salmon, you would be counting those fats. Yeah, yeah, that's so different. just yeah. lean meats. I wouldn't count. Like, yeah, white yeah. fish if it's got a couple grams, or your chicken or whatever, I wouldn't count that. But if it's if yeah. you're talking like beef, salmon, you know, whole eggs, like obviously I'm counting the fat bad. It's like this. Yeah. It's like when I create a diet, people ask me like, "Well, how come you counted the protein from the oatmeal?" I'm like, "I don't count the protein from the oatmeal. No, I count the macros from the food, the purpose from the like." what I'm trying to get from that food. Yes. So if I have a steak, I, I want the fat from the steak. So I count that fat. Exactly. But if I'm eating chicken, I'm not trying to get the fat from the chicken. So yeah. I'll, add, I'll add some olive oil and the olive oil fat is what I'll, I'll count for my fats. Yes. Is that kind of, are we all kind of in agreement there? So people kind of yeah, know yeah. why we count things the way we do. Yep. But also, if you look at our meals, most of our meals are only two or three ingredients, right? Yeah, it gets it gets complicated when these guys have got like five, six different things. Then you're gonna have to start yeah. going okay, with figuring more out residual what, yeah. residual protein over here. If you don't like, fuck that. Just keep it simple: chicken, rice. So maybe you can explain this to me then. So let's say I have um, like my first meal: egg whites, eggs, oatmeal, peanut butter. Right? And the oatmeal's got like uh, you know whatever four grams of protein, say, in like half a cup or a cup or whatever. Yeah. What do you? why do we not count that? And I know it's because it's not complete, but when you add the aminos from that to the other aminos, is it not usable? I don't really know. Oh. I mean, I guess you could, it's just getting complicated when you start counting all the macronutrients from every single food source like that. I'm not saying we should. I'm not saying we should. I'm just saying if somebody asked the question, if somebody asked that question, like, okay, I had eggs, I had egg whites, I had oatmeal. So it's just, as negligible. It's like, yeah. Well, if I mean, I mean, if you're adding- if it's, in, if, it's in, if it's an incidental macro, I don't count it. Yeah. So if you say if it's under five grams per hundred, I'm not really. That, that's not that's right? not what I'm asking though. I guess what I'm asking is more a more scientific question. I'm not saying we should count the protein from oatmeal. Well, I'm your saying, body counts it. Your body. Your body is, counts it. That's what I'm asking. Right. Yeah. yeah. But see, this is where and we had the conversation a few episodes ago where James was like, "That's why you stick to the plan, because yeah. if, if you're eating oatmeal every day, any changes to that oatmeal." cover the it, it it crosses the board right yeah yeah if you're having oatmeal one day then the next day you're gonna change it to potato the next day you're gonna have white bread the next day you're gonna have and you're trying to hit the same macros this is where if official macros is gonna go all out of whack right because yeah. now your your incidentals change they all start to add up yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah my plan says i'm eating chicken or eggs whole eggs oatmeal peanut butter that's what i'm having for that meal yeah, yeah. Unless it's an emergency and I have to, like, you know, make a shake or something to match it, but that's why it's important to stick to the same consistent meals if you're really trying to dial something in. Yeah. Right. I just, uh, I just thought of another rant I wanted to ask you, <laughs> ask you guys about. So, have you guys, when you guys started out and you were kind of watching like your favorite pro or whoever it is, like guys you're looking up to, did you have a lot of like nonsensical questions or did you kind of fill in the gaps? like with the stuff that was obvious. Like I'll give you an example. I so, asked lots of silly questions. No, no, no. Did you, or did you kind of like, just kind of fill in the gaps on your own with common sense? No, no. Back then I didn't. Now, obviously I do, but back then I would ask every ridiculous little question ever. Really? Now, like now I would, I, I don't think I have ever asked Patrick a question to be honest. I'm just like, eh, I understand what he's doing. I, you know, follow the plan and you know, anything that whatever, I just fill in the gaps with my own common sense. Back then I would have never done that. No. So are you the guy like, <laughs> Are you the guy that's messaging me going, what kind of scissors do you use to cut your meat? Okay, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, not like that, but like. Dude, no. 
I get like, I've gotten like, I put a video up a full day of eating and I think I've gotten like 40 DMs from people that are just asking me what brand of scissors I use. And honestly, I have no fucking idea what brand it's it is. It's irrelevant. Who cares? I, I don't even know. I just went to the cooking section. I grabbed a pair of fucking scissors. I don't know yeah. what brand it is. But I wonder sometimes why people are so focused on like the insignificant. Yeah, they're just insignificant fucking things. Like, you know how many yeah. times I've gotten the question, how much rest do I take between sets? I've gotten that question like uh, probably yeah, a thousand times in a week. Yeah. I don't know. I never asked that question when I started. I was like, I caught my breath. I'm ready to go again. Yeah. Isn't that kind of like the answer? Yeah. I mean, I obviously when I was young, I would be on Google, like Googling that kind of shit. But then like I realized, <laughs> I realized very, very quickly that everyone had a fucking different answer. And then I stopped Googling anything, you know? Yeah. yeah. But that's, that was like, that's the biggest trap. I mean, like you, you get online, you start Googling like, how much of this should I take? How much rest should I do? What split should I, you're going to get every fucking different answer from every the one. The people writing these articles probably don't know even as much as you do. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's fucking pointless to even do that. I mean, I, that's the thing I try and deter clients from. It's like, don't fucking Google shit. Like if it's a basic, like, yeah, how many calories are in a fucking hundred grams of rice? Okay. Go Google it. But if it's after that, just ask me or ask someone like get a consistent answer, but you're going to go on Google. You're going to find 3000 fucking different answers. You know? yeah. What'd you say? What were you going to say, Ben? I, I think that's what I figured out early on that, that there's multiple ways to achieve. If you look at the Olympia stage, there's 15 guys up there. A lot of them dieted kind of the same, but differently, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slightly different coaches have different approaches. The thing that I learned is just, it's, yeah, it's, it's application over time, right? You can choose, well, there's 10 different methods to getting in shape. Stick with one of them and keep working. But, you that's even, but, like, that's a, but that's an even more, like, that's a question, like food and stuff like that is stuff that I would ask. I'm talking about ridiculous, like, Okay, how many times have you gotten the question, do I weigh my food cooked or raw? Yeah. Tons. Like, like every day I get that, every day. And I'm like, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. If you think you, sometimes if, people if you, are asking a question just to ask a question, like just to talk to you, just to get like... No, I think they genuinely, genuinely, genuinely want to know. And I'm like, it does, if you weighed your shit raw at the start, just keep weighing it raw. Yeah. If you weighed your shit cooked at the start, just keep weighing it cooked. It doesn't fucking matter at that point no, as long as you're consistent. Matters, yeah. yeah, and I'm like, just these questions, and I'm like, I wonder to myself, it's not that I like, you know, I answer them, I get back to people, but I wonder to myself, does anybody not just fill in the blanks with their own common sense? Yeah, the guys that aren't sending you DMs, you've got 300,000 followers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, the, guy, the guys with common sense aren't messaging you. Don't worry about it. The guys without are pestering you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. I don't, I don't know. I'm just curious if you guys ever – because I wasn't like that when I started out. So I just, that's why I wanted to ask. Um, who wins, Ronnie, Dorian, Jay, or Phil? We've already covered this kind of, but go ahead, guys. Right. Bennett. You think Ben thinks Phil, I think. Ronnie's my number one, right? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Ronnie is my number one. I'm just saying I think Phil's a very uh, – Careful, a up, Care, careful. Yeah. Careful. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think Ronnie, then Phil, and then I think everyone else falls in line behind them. I agree. That's interesting. I don't know if I agree. I have, that's, you like Jay, don't you? You got Jay. I there. have to see them next to each other. I really do. I really do. I, I don't know what Jay. I don't know what Jay at his very best would look like next to Phil at his very best. I think 
Jay well, would lose. Yeah, that would be. But next to Ronnie, he still would lose. Yeah. Oh, Ronnie for sure is number one. There's no, there's no fucking comparison. Um, don't do trend if you plan on PCT. What does that mean? You guys ever heard of this? Don't do trend if you want to PCT. Yeah, he said this is the crap that's floating around on the forums. Your thoughts? I don't even understand the question. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, either. I'm, I'm missing the question. So, right. whoa, whoa, whoa. so if you're, if you're planning to do a PCT, you shouldn't take trend. So if you do take trend, then you don't do. You a shouldn't PCT. do PCT. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. That makes no sense. No, if you take PC, if you do trend, then you should definitely plan to do a PCT after and recover and yeah, fix yourself. Uh, what is your one gym song you have to play when you lift heavy or intense? Ben, obviously you don't have one. You like Justin Christina, Bieber. Christina Aguilera hurts. <laughs> Why are you so against like hard, you know, mu- hard I, music? I wish, I wish I'd screenshot. I, I'll do it after the podcast. I'm going to send it to you. I've had uh, probably four messages this week alone that said, and I'm not making this up. Hey man, um, I lifted like to a, I, I squatted this week to like whatever it was, like Justin Bieber, whatever. And I was much calmer and I connected way more with the weight. I felt it. I swear. Later today, later today, I will find the messages, screenshot them to you as proof because I've had, and I was like, I was pretty surprised to be honest. I thought I was just taking the pill. I thought people would, you know, there's a bunch of people that are like, oh, I slowed it down. not a bunch of people. You said four. You said four people. You have 50,000. Okay. Four people that have take that weren't embarrassed, too embarrassed to message me. Yeah. Anyone listening, if you've done this, message me as proof to throw out an off screen shot and show him. Because yeah, we'll keep we'll keep you anonymous, but send it in. <laughs> yeah. Why are yeah. you so against hard music? Tell me. What, what is I'm, the- I'm no, I'm not against hard music. I just do you know what? I listen to harder music when I do my cardio, right? I listen. I'm the opposite. I listen to like music. when I'm. I've told you when I'm. We had this discussion last week about squatting. I have, if it's my big, if I'm just doing fluffy pump stuff, I can amp it. If I'm on a machine, like a chest press machine, right, and I just want to go, then fine. But if I'm really dialing in to a big, heavy compound lift, i got to have all my ducks in a row. And if I'm too amped up, if I'm too amped up over here, I promise you I will walk it out all wrong and I will go down all wrong. Because all I'm trying to do is move weight. I'm not okay, trying to... I can understand that. Wait a minute. Ian lifts really heavy, too. Are you the same as fucking Ben and James? You don't have... Like, they don't, they don't like, get amped up or hyped up or listen to hard music or anything when they lift heavy. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do. I mean, for sure. I mean, I, I, I'll be completely honest. I train 90% of the time without even listening to music. Okay. That's what James said, I think. Yeah. What about... Like, what about, I, what about I one sec, sorry. What about emotion? Like, are you, do you have, like, do you have like a, a last show that you didn't do at, well at or something? Do you have some type of like something you conjure up to like get into yeah, the Yeah, I, I conjure up an emotion, but I don't like base it on like a situation necessarily. Like I just like find it inside myself and bring it out, you know? Okay. So you have some, Ben has like nothing. Ben's like. No, 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 no. Okay. So I'll tell you this. I can do probably more reps if I'm fired up. Right. Okay. Yeah. But I, I do better reps when I'm not, I, yeah. I, I do a better bodybuilding set when I'm down here. If I'm powerlifting, put me up here. I'll move weight up here. 
But that's not what you said, though. You said that when you're going for a really heavy squat, you don't like yeah, to but be I'm up just, here. My really heavy squat, I still want to do six to eight damn fucking reps. If I'm so doing if I, a so single... If I told you, so if I told you I want you to do nine plates for a single, you would get yeah. amped up? No, I'd stay calm. Okay, the squat for me is a too complex of a movement to be able to just grip and rip. I need to... There's too many on the way down. You know, I need everything. I have to have my ritual you know my little like i have to feel very comfortable what about a deadlift where it's like fucking just grip it and rip it you know yeah that that then i can go you know okay, okay. but i think of squat because it's on my back and i've got to walk it out i've got to set on the way down i'll know on the way down whether it's coming back up right but on the way down it, it, a deadlift i can let go of right yeah it's yeah. just like oh shit i'm not getting that fuck it i so yeah. i can be i can take myself past that control zone yeah yeah for a squat i have to be in control i have to be able to be in control of my body to be able to squat the most what are your thoughts what are your thoughts on post-show keeping a solid amount of test in say for example 500 milligrams to jump start and really get the most out of your post-show rebound i don't think there's anything to jump start you're already on a long cycle during your your prep i would just stay on for a, a few more weeks yeah, I mean, you could. I would cut out like a lot. Of, I I always cut out like the harsh orals and stuff. Obviously, post show, you cut out all the hard, the cutting stuff and the hardeners. No, the cutters, oh. the hardeners. Yeah, like obviously the halo, the windstraw, like anything like that would definitely yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, depends where I am in my season. I mean, like some like last year after Tampa, when I was done because I had a very long season, I didn't continue that after. Like I shut it down, went like right off everything PCT right after the show. Where I've done other shows where it was a shorter season, where I was like, okay, I'm gonna take advantage of this rebound. You know, I haven't been on drugs too long, so let's utilize this time. So it really is situation based, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah. but no, I mean, yeah, it's you know, you can you've already been taking stuff, just keep with it. Yeah, Ben, you agree with that? Yeah, I like a rebound. Um, but like Ian said, if you've if you've had a long season, then you shut it shut it off. But if you've done, I don't know, like I'm doing, for instance, just this prep, and I'm doing two shows back to back. Well, I've got a five to six week window that I, I'd like to take advantage of. Um, Sure. So yeah, I, I think it's the best time to grow. Um, personally, does it have to? Uh, does one have to reduce overall protein intake for a while, one to two weeks, right after a steroid cycle, to reduce the effort of your kidneys just to return it to normalcy? Um, if you have healthy kidneys, there are no studies that say. There's no studies that say protein is bad for your kidneys. Yeah. If, if you're completely healthy, then the, yeah. your protein's fine. To eat. There's no problem there. I mean, from a digestion perspective. I mean, sure, lowering your protein to just like kind of, you know, give your stomach a break. I mean, breaking down proteins are obviously, you know, meat proteins especially is going to be the hardest, um, you know, just to give your digestive system a little break. Maybe it could be advantageous a couple times a year. Um, but I mean, from a kidney standpoint, like, it, you know, when you're talking correlation with a PCT, like Fuad said, if your kidneys are healthy, you're fine. If you're Chris Bumstead, yeah, keep your protein low. <laughs> uh, somebody in here says they did the potato challenge. I want everybody to know that we – told Alex from our last podcast uh, not to do the potato challenge. I don't know if you, do you know what the potato challenge is, Ian? The five kilograms, right? You, you well, I was on, on that podcast. Video. Yeah, you're on that podcast. Yeah. yeah, but last week we had a special guest on, some kid from Bulgaria. Okay. And he said he wanted to do it. So Who is it? Just some random kid. So so he's like, so we're like, okay, go go ahead and do it and we'll put you, I'll put the video on my channel. Yeah. But I people were messaging me after going, you know, he could hurt himself because there's like a fuckload of potassium in potatoes. Yeah, a lot, yeah. And if there's any imbalances, he could fucking, you know, he'd get hurt. So I'm like, I don't want to get fucking sued. So I messaged the kid. I'm like, you know, maybe you shouldn't do it. So Alex is not doing the potato. But then he went and asked Dr. Dean. 
went, he went and messaged Dr. Dean and he's like, do you think I'll hurt myself if I do the potato challenge? And what yeah, he's say? Irish. He loves a potato. He's not, does, that's not a fair question. <laughs> that's what he said. Well, what, what did the doctor say? Doctor said that he would probably get some gastric di- uh, some distress. gastric uh, distress. Yeah. But it wouldn't it, it wouldn't hurt him otherwise. When so, fucking do it. Yeah. That's what I think. I'm like, you're gonna shit yourself. So what? I still, yeah, still okay. I take, take the digestive enzymes. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. When was the last time you had to sprint? How far could you sprint now? I haven't sprinted uh, since high school. I ran a track meet with Chris Bumstead and one of my and one of my buddies I used to run track with probably five years ago at two sixty five. How was that? Uh, scary. Yeah, that was still pretty quick. I mean, we did we did two two summers in a row because the local track club here, like the Ottawa Lions, is like a big a big track club I, that I used to run with when I was in high school. And during the summer, they have what's called like Twilight Series, so just like anyone can enter, and you know you're all uh, the heats are based off seed time. So like you enter your seed time. So we entered like ridiculously slow seed time. So we were running with like eight year olds, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so it was like 270 pound me and 250 pound Chris running with a bunch of children. Um, but I think one year we ran a full hundred and then the next year we just ran a 60. Do you know your uh, time, you know your time in the time in the hundred? Uh, that was the first year or the second year. I was a little heavier. I think I was like a low twelves. That's not bad. I was expecting like 14. No, no, it was like a twelve thirty-eight or something. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it wasn't. It was like a, a decent grade nine kid, you know. Yeah. Um, and then the I, sixty, I can't remember what I ran. A six something, I can't remember. I, seven, uh, no, seven, seven eighties. I can't remember. Yeah, it was not. It was not great. It was better than my hundred because the hundred, especially with the weight, I could feel I was really like after 50, 60 meters that weight catches up with you yeah. big time. Yeah. But like the power out the gate is still there and is still like decent. And like form for sprinting, like obviously it's changed the dynamic because of my size, but like it's kind of like riding a bike. You kind of have those like patterns built in a little bit. Um, but yeah, once after you get to fifty, I could feel I was like completely top end and just decelerating after that. Did you, know? you used to, did you used to run track? Yeah, one and two hundred. Oh, okay. oh, okay, okay. So you have you have all of the mechanics down. Yeah, yeah, okay. and and, and yeah. Chris was a decent runner too. I think I slightly beat him. He was just a little bit behind me in the hundred. Uh, and then my buddy that used to run track with me, he's still like small and in good shape. He like obviously fucking smoked us. He ran like an eleven one or something. But yeah, Ben, you, you ever run sprint? When was the last time you sprinted? Yeah, uh, I used to sprint. Well, I used to run track. I used to run a hundred and long jump all through high school. Okay, how fast? I, 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 I have a video. My my PB on a hundred is ten seventy six. Holy shit! That's fast. Yeah, but we the problem is I got screwed because when we went for nationals. There were five guys that all smidged me, and they only have four in their lineup for the age group. Oh, okay. So I was literally one outside. There were like three black guys that ran like 10, 10.6, and I was 10.75. What is it? Oh, shit. Um, I, yeah, okay. One sec. Oh. <laughs> is that Chris on the far left? No, yeah. that's my buddy who's still oh, running. Right. Okay, yeah. You're right behind him. That's not bad. Fuck those eight-year-olds. <laughs> we don't let nobody um, win. But but no, we got a track literally at the end of the road here is the school where yeah. my stepson goes. Yeah. And all, when, I, when I moved over here and I downsized a little bit last summer, my wife and I would go over to the track three times a morning and we'd, I'd, I'd go, I went back to my drills 
yeah. wanted to do cardio but outside because it's nice weather here yeah. so i'd get out there about 5 30 in the morning before like as the sun was coming up and i'll do sprint drills for my cardio huh i haven't sprinted in forever i'm too scared to tear something um if you slept like shit during prep so four or five hours and you need to wake up to do faster cardio to be on schedule do you get up and do it or you try and get more rest get up and do it yeah I've, that's been happening to me all fucking week actually i've had like I've been going to bed at like two, three in the morning and then getting up at like seven. So yeah, yeah nap in the day or no? I, you know what, man? I always want to. And I, I mean, it also like, depends on the person's schedule. Like what, if you, why don't just, if you don't work or like something, just sleep in, do your cardio fucking 10 AM. Like, I mean, who cares? Well, that's what he's saying. Like if he wants to stay on schedule, right? Oh. So he's like, I, I got to get up and do my shit. And I, I'm thinking what Ben's thinking, like, cause I used to in off season, I, if I happened to me, I would just take a, a nap in the middle of the day. Right. I just don't have the time anymore, man. It's like I'm going from one thing to another. Like, so I I just I've been running. If on like, you're in a if you're in a prep, you just have to get on with it, right? Yeah. If you're in off season, that's when you can adjust it and you have a. Bit well, more. I don't find I need very much sleep during prep. I don't know what it is, but like I I can get away with like five six hours at mo like at the most, and I feel fucking fine. Where in the off season, if I slept five six hours, I would be fucking dead. But like dead, yeah. Yeah. in the in the prep, I can go to bed at one two and get up at six seven i feel pretty much fine you know and that's not even with napping like i, I do nap but the days i don't i still feel fine um but yeah i mean but off season i'm fucking like eight ten hours of sleep i'm still tired you know yeah no i noticed the same thing but i think it's like i still get tired but i just push through and do it anyway yeah so i don't know um let's see here did you guys look at any of these or no do you do you feed your body after having sex? Is it a workout or not? Well, I I feed my body every two and a half hours. So if it's time body. to eat, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When it's time to eat, it's it depends. Yeah. You know? if, if it's bedtime, I'm just rolling over and going to sleep. Oh, fuck. Yeah, of course. Best like time. I'm so sleepy afterwards. I'm like, oh, I'm not yeah. And I never have sex that that time though because Melissa goes to bed way earlier than me. So like I'm always like the time I have sex is always between like my fourth and fifth meal because that's when she goes. To bed. <laughs> so like I'll, I can finish up, I can like you know relax for a bit, wait till she falls asleep, and then I can get up and eat my fifth meal. It's great for me. Wait a minute, me and me and Luke had this conversation, so I need to bring it back up because I, I need to. More. No, you go and wash. You go and fucking wash for her before you bring that. I know what you're going to ask. You get up and you wash it. Ian, wash it, then go. Let back me to ask bed. the question before you fucking answer for Ian. Do you ever have sex in the middle of the night or is it only before she goes to bed? Uh, no, 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 I like when we started dating, maybe in the middle of the night, but no, not anymore. No. Okay. So let's say you, if you can remember back then, after you had sex in the middle of the night, let's just say like three or four in the morning, right? Mm -hmm. Do you get up and wash your junk or do you just roll over and go to sleep? I fucking, I roll over and go to sleep. Yeah. See, that's a, that's a real Locked man. My junk? What do you mean? I fucking, my wife's box is clean. I'm not too worried about fucking, you know, like. <laughs> I might, I might like get up and take a piss and like, you know, if I got like fucking yeah, juice wipe, on, wipe it off a bit. Yeah. yeah. If I've got some juices on me, like wipe it off a bit and then I'll fucking go back to bed. I mean, that's it. I'm not like hopping in the shower at three o'clock in the morning. I'll shower in the morning. Yeah. Luke was like, I wash it in the sink. I'm like, are you washing the sink? You pull it, you're pulling it over onto the sink and like, I used to brush my teeth in these fucking sink. I get it really <laughs> way too fucking short because I can't get that far into the sink. 
Yeah, I get. Yeah, I'm like, how big is your fucking? Wait, dick? yeah, <laughs> he he couldn't reach his fucking stink. He was like five foot six. That's what <laughs> no I'm saying. No way. He had a. He must have had a little secret step. Yeah, he had a. He had a secret stool under the sink. That he used to he said to me he would up. have like a. He was, he said he would have like a, a. I think he said he had a face cloth or something there, or a cloth of some sort, and he would wipe himself and clean it up. And, and I'm like, dude, fuck that. It's three in the morning or four in the morning. I'm gonna fuck. I'm going back to bed because I think the the reason it came up is because I said I shower in the morning before I go do cardio. Yeah. And he said, why do you shower in the morning for cardio? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I had sex in the middle of the night. And I'm like, I'm fucking, I want to be clean before I leave. Yeah. And he's like, you don't clean yourself right after sex. And I'm like, no, I'm fucking yeah, tired. The only time I would was like, maybe if I'm having like fucking period sex or something, I'd go wind myself. <laughs> well, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Also, also, the caveat to this, knowing Luke, he was fucking up the ass. Well, yeah, that's a little different. Maybe I don't want to go to bed with a nugget on my junk. Yeah, that, then you might maybe, want to get a wash. Like, like Luke's go-to was the back door. You know, yeah, so. that's you might want to clean that off a little bit. Yeah, it's a little different. How often does your fucking wife know you're talking like this on this show? Me? Yes, you. Oh my man, you should. I talk way worse than this at home. You crazy? So, <laughs> okay, I, I gotta ask you now. How often are you having period sex? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not very often, but I mean, you have to think, I mean, for a long time when Melissa was like in competitive mode, she didn't have her period very often. Right. That's true. Um, but I mean, no, I mean, recently we're on like a fucking hot streak. I mean, we've been having sex like once to twice a day, every day for the last like month or two. What the fuck is that about? I don't know, man. I just want to fucking bang like crazy and she's on board and it's just been great. But I mean, this is, this is abnormal. I mean, like usually we're not like a 10 times a week kind of couple. I mean, we might yeah. be like a, two to four you know and we're on like a fucking 10 to 15 a week streak you, ever, I, you know I've, I've been with summer for 13 years and we go through like peaks and valleys like that too right yeah and as a guy every time it happens i'm like i always try to figure out the formula like why is this happening <laughs> like why is this happening and how do i make it re-happen again i or think i think a big part of this too is i think there's a combination i mean i think i'm I think Melissa was in a pretty shitty headspace for a while after that, like Arnold and she gained yeah. a bunch of weight and like, you know, when you're a female and you like gain a bunch of weight, you don't feel sexy. You don't want to get naked. You don't want to have sex as much. And then I think now she started to lose a bit of weight. She's been in the gym. She feels really good about herself. And then like, plus that, plus I'm like pumped up on fucking prep drugs, you know, so mm. you get that combination of like her starting to feel better about ourselves. We're in a good spot, like, you know, in our relationship development. And then you just like kind of combine all that. And then we're just like fucking like jackrabbits, you know? Yeah, yeah. I saw her. You had her in the gym squatting like five plates on the fucking machine squat. Yeah, I mean, she didn't want to do that. She was doing three or four plates for like good deep reps. And then yeah. I had had the five on. And I was like, ah, fucking give her a go, you know? That's and she's awesome. like, no. I'm like, just fucking do it. Like, what's the worst that can happen? You fucking fall? Like, big deal. You know what I loved about it, though, is her caption. Her caption was like basically telling everybody to go fuck themselves. Yeah. She's it's like, like shameless. I mean, like, who fucking cares? She, well, she had a good time. Like, I mean, well, because I watched their po I watched their podcast sometimes, believe it or not, the the Fire in Paradise, Paradise or whatever it's called, yeah. or Paradise on Fire. I've never watched it, I won't lie. I uh I just wanted to check it out. I wanted to see what it was yeah. about because Bumstead fascinates me. It's just like yeah. it's, it's, I'm like, what's this guy gonna talk about? I want to know what he's gonna yeah. talk about. And then first of he's the one episode I caught, they were talking about how to pick up chicks. Yeah. And it was the worst fucking advice I'd ever heard. And it's only it's only shit that works if you look like Chris Bumstead. Yeah. <laughs> Chris's, Chris's perspective is so skewed, man. Like, so fucked Chris up. Literally, Chris literally has girls in his DMs that'll like message him like tens that'll be like, I want to suck your dick right now. 
Like, I yeah. want your dick in my butt right now. Come <laughs> over and have sex with me. And these are girls that, like, most guys would never in their wildest dreams ever think about getting with. And they're, like, in the hundreds, just, like, up in his DMs, like, please fuck me, you know? And he, and I think it's skewed the way he thinks of, of fucking course it's skewed, yeah. because he's trying to give advice on his podcast. I'm listening to this shit, right? Me, me and my wife are sitting there listening to it. And I'm like, let's see what kind of advice he's going to give people. Chris could go up to a girl and fucking fart and still have sex with them. That's what know? he said. So he goes up and he says, you know what I do? He's like, sometimes I just go up and make fun of them. Yeah. And, and your sister was like, like what? And, and he goes, well, like if she's wearing a pair of shorts, I'll be like, uh, did you get those in the lost and found? And I'm like, if a fucking, <laughs> I'm like, if a normal guy tried to do that, She'd be like, what the fuck? Well, and the thing is, Chris also doesn't go to a gym where 99% of the people don't know who he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know? Especially yeah. like when you got the fucking Gymshark contract. Well, everyone girl wears fucking Gymshark now. Like yeah. all these girls know who Chris is. If yeah. you go in there, you're, you're 99 times out of 100. They already follow you on Instagram. They already knew who yeah. you are. Yeah. You know, it, it doesn't matter what you say at that point, you know? Yeah, I think, I think irrespective of his I think irrespective of his contracts and everything, even if he'd never been the successful famous bodybuilder, he's still gorgeous. He's still, he's still a good looking dude. He walks <laughs> into any bar. <laughs> well, no, any bar before, that, you know. before he was famous, you know, like famous way he when he was uh went to college, I mean before he was a pro or anything and he went to Dalhousie. Um, I mean, it was, it was no different, you know, <laughs> I yeah. mean, it was the exact same thing. I mean, he'd go to a, a bar and girls would throw themselves at him. I mean, they always have. Yeah. I think he needs to work on his relationship advice. Cause I'm like, he's, <laughs> he needs to know that the rest of us like yeah, can't, can't get away. Yeah. Us normal sevens. We can't get away with that shit. Like anyway. Um, well, Melissa oh, say, did you tell sorry. sorry. That was, that's why I brought it up. That's why I brought it up. I was listening to one episode they did and she was talking about how, and this really shocked me because Melissa doesn't strike me as an insecure person or a shy person. And I don't know her that well. It's just the way, like it just, when I think of her online, it doesn't, she doesn't strike me as that kind of person. Sure. And uh, she was talking about how she's scared to post sometimes because she doesn't like getting negative comments and mm -hmm. people talking shit. And I'm like, she never struck me as that kind of person. So when she posted when, when she posted that and kind of left that caption, I was like, "That's good," you know. She's like, "Yeah, basically." I think, I think a big thing for her, um, especially because for her specifically, she takes a lot of pride in maintaining a lot of femininity. I mean, you still look at Melissa; she doesn't have any androgen side. She's very, very beautiful, you know. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't yeah. look like a lot of the figure girls do, and I mean, that's because she's never pushed the drugs even remotely. I mean, like ten milligrams yeah. of Anavar, she's like going fucking buck wild, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that, that's something she takes a little, a lot of pride in. And then when, you know, she would post a picture or do an interview or something and people would be like, oh, it looks like a fucking dude or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, those are the kind of comments when it's something, especially she took a lot of pride in and like really maintaining that really fucking ate her up inside. You know, it's like the one thing that like, you know, you really are trying to hold on to. And then when you're getting someone like shitting on you for that, you're like, what the fuck, man? You know, and whether there's validity, to, I mean, we all know how YouTube is just fucking cancer, you know, but yeah. it, I mean, it's, it's still when you hear that and you hear it, you know, one time a week or, you know, once every now and then on these comments, you start to believe it and you're like, fuck, you know, like, I don't want to post because I, maybe this is what people really see me like, you know? Yeah. But I think that to the average guy, like, honestly, man, I've, I've, this has happened to me. I've shown like the average guy like a photo of a girl with like just a little bit of delt maybe and they think she's fucking yeah rich. and they're like oh she looks like a dude and i'm yeah. like i'm like all i see is a little bit of shoulder what are you fucking yeah. talking about i know so there's nothing melissa can do to escape that because average no, no, and, and I mean, just, she, yeah. she's not naive to the reality of yeah. you know 
of people's skewed perceptions like that. And obviously from people within the industry, you know, you're not going to get those kind of comments about someone like her and it is people outside, but I mean, it's still to her, these are the people that you encounter in day-to-day life. You know, the people that you go and see at Loblaws or that you see at the gym for the most part, these are these normal people that she's afraid are viewing her in that light. And that was like her biggest worry, you know? How old is, how old is Melissa? How old are you guys? 29. 29. Yeah. It took me, you know what, man, maybe it's just a time thing because I felt like that for a long time. Right. Like I would go to the grocery store and I, like I used to tell my wife, like I would wear a hoodie and I'd be like, people can't tell I'm big. Right. You know, it's like, are you fucking stupid? You weigh 290 pounds. Like, yeah. But I would think I, but I would think I was hiding in like a hoodie. Right? I say this all the time. Yeah. Um, it took me like till I was like 35 before I was just comfortable in my own skin. Yeah. I was like, this but is who think, I am. We had this conversation about like uh, comments and and people on social media, yeah. and, and I think, I mean, you guys get it way more than I do. But you can have say 200 comments. And 198 of them are like, you look insane, bro. You look crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'll get two that just are completely irrelevant. Don't go yeah, with the trend and just want to shit on you. And they're the ones that get in here way more. You list like, it shouldn't be the case, right? But it's just human nature. You listen to those. That, I ignore the 198. You look crazy. You look great. And I, those two, I'm like, I have to fight them out you know i found a best solution for that uh instagram has a restrict button now and i don't know how long it's been there but i found it like i don't know a few weeks ago it's my literally my favorite button because you can restrict the person so they can't comment but they think they can comment so like i have to approve their comment so if some douchebag comes on and says you suck instead of blocking them now i just restrict their comment so the next time they come on, they comment. They think they're being a smartass, but nobody can see their comment. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's, it's the best That's feature good. ever. So yeah. anyway, back, going back to what you're saying, though. But I'm sorry, I'll interject you really quick. And that's when you said that about comfortable, getting comfortable in your own skin thing, I think that's the place where Melissa has finally achieved. And then that just kind of comes full circle into like thus having lots of good sex and stuff like that. I think that's, you know, she's finally attained that place, you know, where she feels good and she feels sexy and, you know, she is in a a good place. Whether she had lost no weight or not, you know, it's just she is happy in her own skin, um, you know, and I think that's really what's, you know, translated into that you know what sucks about the being happy in your own skin thing it's a it's like a you have to work at it yeah like there there was a period of time between 30 and 35 where i was thought i was happy in my own skin then i would be like not happy in my own skin yeah and it's like something you have to keep working towards and eventually i was like like i said it took me till i was like 35 before i was like okay this is who i am yeah which sounds insane because you you chose to look like this right yeah like i I had a therapist to tell me one time I, i see a sports psychologist and I was like, I don't like it when people stare at me. I'm like, it makes me feel uncomfortable. It makes me feel anxious. He's like, do you know what you look like? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, how the fuck are people not going to stare at you? He's like, and why are you doing this if you don't want people to stare at you? Mm-hmm. He's like, you don't look normal. He's like, you have a mohawk. You weigh 290 pounds. <laughs> and, you know, it's not. You know, I have a. He's like, you're not making. He's like, you're not making sense. He's like, if you don't want people to look at you, go do something. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's. It's, it's here's, really weird. My, my answer to this, this is what I think. Well, certainly what I do, especially because I've got all this junk going on, right? Yeah. I'm controlling the narrative. So I assume people are going to look and judge me, right? Yeah. yeah. 
that's just my default. I think I'm going to get judged no matter what I like, whether I bodybuild or not. So, okay, fuck it. You're going to look up what I tell you to look at. You're going to look at the stupid fucking hair, the bandana, the earring. Like, this is, you're, I'm, I'm dictating, I'm controlling what I can control now. Are you controlling uh, it's it though? Kind of, are, are, are you controlling it yeah. or are you deflecting attention to something else? Either like, which way, I'm just saying, uh, like, where it stems, because I'm talking about like stemming from when I'm like 11, 12. That's probably where my, like, insecurity confidence got real knocked right because yeah. up to i was a, when i was in like primary school or whatever you guys call it uh Great elementary school, whatever, school. Yeah. Yeah. yeah your brain doesn't operate that way or mine didn't it was only once i started getting like 11 12 i started becoming more like self-aware self-conscious yeah and then that spiraled into this big thing and now like well when i became an adult and had money i like i could get tattoos i could do i could now control what so I, your so your philosophy so you don't like people staring at you, that's what you're saying? Yes or no? I assume, I assume when I walk into the room, it's almost like I'm in the Truman Show, right? Okay, so if you think people... And like, oh shit, everyone's gonna, everyone's like looking and laughing at me, kind of so thing. You're, you know? So your answer, your solution to that is, I'm gonna get a neck tattoo, and then that forces them to look at that <sighs> and not at me. Yes, and yeah, kind of, but it's not a conscious thought process, right? I, only, I get it. Yeah, it's a subconscious. I, I, sub, I, I go back and I go, oh, I, I, I think I act the way I do because of that, right? Yeah, I yeah. think I made the choice I do. Not in a, I don't literally sit down and gay plan it. I go, okay, fine. No, 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 no I get I it. I get yeah. this here. Yeah. But I think certainly where I grew up and then didn't have the confidence. And then, like I said, I assumed just everyone was looking at me and judging me in a negative light. I, an element of me to try and give myself more confidence is to kind of take back control of that, you know? Yeah, so I'm the opposite of you guys. I'm, I want people to stare at me. And if I go out and people aren't staring at me, I think I've shrunk. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I get, if I go out and I feel like there's not eyes on me, I, it, it panics me. See, me and you are, I consider me and you a lot of like mentally. Yeah. But that's why that, that is not, that's why yeah. that, that's confusing. I mean, for me, me, I have an extreme fear of like being normal, you know? Like, this is like a thing that's like terrifies me of like, not just being like a normal guy, which is ridiculous. I mean, I, I know I'm not a normal person. Even if I didn't have the muscle, I know I'm not like, you know, I mean, but even if I am being normal is fine, whatever. I mean, we're, we're opposite. I want to be normal. Like when I go sit down, the only time I don't want to be normal is in the gym. But when I go to the, like the Italian restaurant on the weekend with my wife, I want to sit down have a glass of wine and feel like I'm like everybody else. See, but I, I disagree in the, in the, in the sense, I mean, this might sound ridiculous, but being the standout guy, especially with muscles, reaps benefits. Like you know, when you when you go out to restaurants, you go to bars. I get perks. Like I, you know, I get to the bars. The bouncers give me free drinks. You know, you get in for free. You might go to the restaurant. The guy will strike up conversation. Might give you a free dessert. Or you know, I mean, the amount of free shit and benefits I've got from being like the standout looking person is fucking insane. And it, it doesn't even just translate to food. I mean, anything like guys that I've met just in passing. You know from being the big guy and I'd meet them in a supermarket. They're like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. I do house painting. Like if you ever need some house painting, hit me up, paint my entire house for fucking free. Like the amount of perks I've got okay, from wait. stand I, out is ridiculous. I'm going to say something that's probably going to rub some people the wrong way. Uh, but it's a part of the racist element of the show that, that I always try and implement wherever I can. <laughs> do you think the blonde hair, blue eyed fucking, you know, guy, kid next door, but you're massive. Yeah, make, makes it less intimidating because I'm like, yeah, the, I'm, I'm, I'm a more approachable looking person for sure. I mean, you know, I, I think even though I'm like big and scary, I, I don't look like a mean person. But you're not, but you're not big and scary. That's my point. You're big, but you're not scary. Like your face looks normal. 
Sorry. Yes. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm a more yeah. approachable looking, even though I'm large. Yeah. 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 Sorry, we're saying the big and scary for my physique, not my face. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, yeah, I think I, I do look like a reasonably approachable person, you know, like I'm, I'll be with Melissa, who's a, you know, a normal, attractive looking girl. So, I mean, you know, I, I think it makes me more approachable in that sense. Yeah. Um, maybe, I mean, you know, if I was a 300 pound black guy, I mean, obviously maybe that might not be the same. I mean, we're throwing the we racing. Just, here. We I mean, just entered. We entered total racist category at that one. At this one, that's, that's where you're going with it. And I, I think you're right. I mean, it's, well, it's, I meant I meant more myself. I'm like the I'm the terrorist guy with the. I mean, anything, beard anything that's non-white hair, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah. even Ben. Ben's a little Asian. You know, you're fucking. You know, whatever you are, <laughs> Arab of some kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, so, I mean, Ben's not threatening either. I think Asians are are very like Asians are very like non-threatening as well. Yeah, but I'm saying I think Ben is more threatening looking with his look than I am with mine. Well, because of the, because of the neck tattoos and shit, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. Mm. yeah. Huh. I think uh, going back to what you were saying, Ben, about trying to draw attention and controlling it, I think I do something a little different. When, I, when the doctor asked me that shit and I was thinking about it, I thought it's almost like I'm battling something in me on purpose. So it's almost like my brain is going, I don't want people to look at me. So I'm like, no, fuck that. This is what I'm doing. You know what I mean? So it's like you're, you're, confront, you're confronting your own demon. Yeah. It's like my yeah. way of, it's my way of being the guy that I want to be, but maybe can't be. Like, yeah. you know, like, how can I explain it? Like it's, it's, instead of hiding away and being scared, I'm like, no, I'm just going to put it fucking all, I'll put all my chips on the table. And they can yeah. just they can just stare, and I'll fucking deal with it. Yeah. And so I think it's a, maybe a harder approach, I guess. So what about the staring? Do not like because you have to realize when people are staring at you, it's not. It's like I mean, it's it's because of something you've worked to achieve. Like it's like. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like mine came from an insecurity when I'm like 11 and 12, so I wasn't big. I just assumed people were going to stare and judge me. I just assume it's a negative but, judgment. But see, then right? this is also probably why you started lifting though, because you, this, hmm. this insecurity probably left you, led you into lifting to combat it. So it's like, why would you not oh, for sure. stare at the muscles you have now, you know? But it's also like, it's, it's the same thing. I'm like, okay, I was what, 135 pounds when I came out of university. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, you know, if I get 200 pounds, that will solve all my insecurities. You get 200 pounds, you don't think any it. fucking difference. No, <laughs> and just, I got up to 290 and I still feel like an insecurity. I feel small still, I feel. So it doesn't actually fix anything. But yeah, that's certainly why I get down. That's how I got down that path for sure. I don't think mine started because of insecurity. I think I, you know what? I just, why don't I like people staring at me? I don't know. I, I don't want to feel I want I'm not like you that way like I want to feel normal I want to be just one of the pack until I'm in the gym then I'm like no I want it all now now I want I want to I, I guess I but want you to don't you don't want like the average person to recognize your hard work no I don't care you don't care it doesn't do anything for me like when the guy at the gas station comes up he's like hey man you look awesome I'm like I appreciate it but it doesn't like, it's not why I'm doing it. Like I'm not looking well, no, for it's, it. I, I, I agree. And that's not yeah. why I do it. I think if that's why people are doing it, they should. Okay. Well, no, that's maybe that's the wrong way to put it, but right. not, not why, but I guess I'm not like, it doesn't. It's not a driving factor for you. Not in any way. Like this is strictly like something I chose for myself. I think if it, if it had anything to do with the public, I would have done something completely different. Mm-hmm. This, the public is like. See, I think my, I think mine's driven differently in that 
I use it as a gauge of and which out of insecurity. And, and, and that's why I was saying when people don't look at me, it panics me. And I, I think I use it more as a gauge of where I am with my physique, you know, like the more people are staring, the bigger I'm getting. That's good. You know? <laughs> so it's like, I think I use it as a gauge. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's really what it's for. It's not, it's not more cause I, I want people to stare cause it like fuels my ego. It's like, it's it, from my own insecurities that I'm like, if no one's looking at me, I can't be that big, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. so I've got a, I've got a question then if, if that's where you want, and it, it might be going down a complete rabbit hole hypothetically speaking, but when you retire, when you're say 45, 46, 47, and you then downsize, how do you cope with that then? Because you're now not going to be 280 yeah. pounds walking around. And, and I think I've talked about this on this podcast or another, but I mean, obviously it's, it's going to be an identity crisis at some point. I mean, you know, mm. but I think the biggest thing is to have something else to really divert your energy into, you know, from either an athletic or a business or something standpoint that makes you feel that reward in another sense. And I mean, you know, I mean, for me, like, I mean, give an example, like I was saying, I used to, you know, run before, like, you know, okay, I can lose a bunch of weight and use the losing the weight as a goal to be a better runner. I mean, you know, you can transfer it into something else. It's like, yeah. okay, if I get down to, you know, 210, I'll be a lot faster, you know, and obviously I'm not going to have a competitive track career, but just for something to divert my energy to into focus. and enjoy and yeah. focus and try and get yeah. better at, you know, and then I can use that weight loss goal to divert into that, you know? It's funny though, you know, Ben, you say that, and I'm saying I don't like the public staring at me. This is the, see, this is a really, really fucked up dichotomy that's in my head. I don't want the public to stare at me, but I also don't want to retire and be 200 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really fucking Good. weird. Because you know what? I saw yesterday um, a picture of some German bodybuilder who, who's really good. I can't remember his name now. He's, I think he's just like one of these big freaky classic guys. And he's got Dennis Wolfster behind him, yeah. who is a shadow. Yeah. Like, they, I mean, Dennis Wolf, as he stands right now, you show him to my parents, he looks fit he looks and healthy. Great. And yeah, he, he, looks great. He, looks, he looks very healthy. Yeah. But he's not. The Dennis Wolf. The Dennis Wolf. I know. Yeah. He's just you like know, a normal a... guy. Yeah. yeah well, it's kind of like it's, it's kind of like when I see this. Is gonna I hope this doesn't. This I hope this doesn't sound really bad. Like when I see Dave Palumbo sitting at his desk, I'm like, Dave Palumbo used to be 300 pounds of muscle, right? Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and obviously he can't stay that way. He's got he's done the right thing. He shrank down and he's healthy and all that. But I don't want to be sitting at this desk at 200, you know, 180 pounds, 200 pounds. Like I don't. I, I like, it's fucking weird. I like being big, but I don't want to be noticed. Are you going to do a Marcus rule then? How does that make sense, Ian? Yeah, because I mean, you're doing something, it's it's more intrinsic than, you know, the external recognition of it. I mean, you, yeah. you might not necessarily want people to, to stare and, and you care about the external recognition, but you internally obviously feel some way about having muscularity and, yeah. and being a certain way in the gym and feeling powerful and, you know, I mean, there's, there's things that go in it, which are personal within you that are completely set aside from, you know, getting yeah. external validation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's one. That's, that's, that's one that's been really tough to let go of the, the being powerful. Yeah. It's fucking hard. You know, one of the biggest things, and you guys are going to experience it one day. It's hard. You know, one day, Ben, you're not going to be able to squat six plates and that's okay. A but, okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. You need to take this into fucking context, man. Cause you're saying, <laughs> Don't feel powerful. You're still stronger than 99.99999% of the fucking planet. I know, I know, but we don't compare ourselves to 99.99%. Yeah, you compare it to our, our own best or other top body goals. I That's get right. it. That's but right. when you go to any fucking gym, you're the strongest guy 9.9 .9 times out of 10. Not always anymore, dude. There's a lot of time, a lot of things I lift and I'm like, oh, fuck, this is embarrassing. But to, to take Fuad's point, there will be a point where he's not even that. 
right? Yeah, or or yeah. we'll all be, we'll be 55, 56, yeah. and we're going to be curling yeah. five pound dumbbells. But, but, but right? what I'm saying yeah. is that the, the strength, well, to my experience, I mean, it could be different for other people, but the strength goes before the physique. Yeah. And that's been hard for me because you, you don't think of it that way. You, you think it's kind of all, all going to go at the same time. And it doesn't like uh, my strength has started to decline from like probably 37. And, and that, that really fuck, that really fucks me over because I'm more well known for my strength than I have my physique. So yeah, yeah. I'm really fucked. Yeah, once you lose your strength, you're fucked. You really true, for me being what known as one of the really, really strong bodybuilders, yeah. I could care less how strong I am. That's not true. You only say that because you can right now. No, honestly, man, I could go to the gym right now and be in the gym and bench press two plates, and I could not give you flying fuck like who saw. And but is that because? But is that because you know you can bench five plates, or is it just because you don't care? It just it is completely meaningless to me. It's it's completely utilitarian. Like it's like you know function over everything. I don't buy. I don't buy, I do I don't buy it. I don't buy. No, nah, man. I I literally and I've never. That's never been like a big thing for me. Like yeah, really? I like to do it to post on Instagram because I know heavy lifts get views. I get that. Um, but I mean, it's not, it's not something that like, okay, wait a minute, views. wait a minute. You're not benching five plates to get views. You're benching five plates because it feels good. Yeah. I've seen you yeah. bench five. I've seen you bench five plates. It's like perfect form. Fucking no, eight, eight I 10 can, reps. I can incline bench five plates for reps. No problem. Or yeah. flat it for fucking 15. I mean, I, I know that, but I mean, yeah. So what I'm know, saying it, is you're not doing that shit for views. You're doing that shit. Cause you like that feeling that power. Well, okay, but it's also because that is the weight I need to utilize to get a proper working set out of, with my physique. I mean, but I'm saying it's not, if that was three plates or one plate or two plate and it was just as difficult, it would, it would be meaningless to me. Okay, so I'll give you a hypothetical. Tomorrow, mm -hmm. you're like, just magically, that's the most you can bench is two plates. You can still keep your physique. But your max bench is two plates. I mean, obviously, the first thing would be I would be, <laughs> I would be vastly concerned how I lost all my strength in the day. And I would probably go check to see if I didn't have fucking cancer or something. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> once I got a clean bill of health, I mean, if, if, I, if I was still making physique progress, it would be honestly completely meaningless to me. I mean, the only thing that would bother me is that, like, I wouldn't want to train with, like, my buddies and be, like, you know. Yeah having to strip off three quarters of the weight between sets, yeah, you know, yeah, it's like, that would yeah. be weird. But, but I mean, I, I don't care. Like, it, it's not like something that I like care to like, you know, it's, it doesn't really give me much, you know? It's funny you said that. I went to train with Dorian and Quint and Quint is just like, you know, he's young. He doesn't have any fucking injuries or nothing. He's yeah. just benching four plates. Like it's fucking nothing. And I'm like, every time it was my turn to go, we had to peel a plate off. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's never, ever been the case. Like I've always been able to at least keep up. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fucking bitch. That's a yeah. bitch. Anyway. Um, we'll take a few more guys. If you, I know you guys probably got to run, so we'll just do, yeah. we'll do a couple more. Um, would you rather have to cover everything you eat in a ton of Splenda or a ton of salt? Oh, you know what, before I answer this and it, that's retarded anyway, I'd rather cover everything with Splenda for sure. What do you guys think? Splenda or salt. If you had to do a vast over all foods, I would pick Splenda. Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. So somebody asked me why I post, so I post the full, the full day of eating thing was fun to do, but the biggest annoyance is like in the comments section, everyone's trying to fix my diet. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't ask for anybody's advice. So I don't know why anybody's trying to fix my diet. Like, but people are like, why don't you use sugar instead of Splenda? And I'm like, isn't that an obvious answer? Is yes. that an, it's an obvious answer, right? It's just a calorie thing, right? Calories, isn't that what, that's it. 
Well, somebody's trying to tell me that the sugar, the calories and sugar is the same as the calories in Splenda. Mm, I'm not so sure about that. And I'm like, it takes two teaspoons of sugar to get one packet of Splenda. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the calories are more than like, there's like one calorie in a packet of Splenda, I think, or yeah, something like exactly. that. I mean, yeah, you could go like, if they want to get fucking sciencey, but like, you know, with fucking insulin release or some bullshit. I don't know, maybe, but I mean, like, at the end of the day, there's obviously significantly less in the Splenda, yes. Does it annoy, when you guys post, does it annoy you if you guys post a meal or something and people are like trying to fix it or change it? I've never had that too much. I mean, the only time I ever get is I did some of those uh, full day of eatings with muscle, muscle and strength, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I did an entire day and I had zero veggies in any of my meals. <laughs> and it was just like, it was like 200 comments of being like, not a single veggie was harmed in making of this video. I know, you know? I know. I know I <laughs> but like know. no one like, you know, I mean, it's no one like ripped me apart. It was just people being like, why does this guy eat vegetables? You know? But I get frustrated at the like, it's like, I'm not trying to get advice. Like I'm not posting yeah. my, I'm not posting my day of eating to get advice. I'm yeah. simply showing you what I do. You could take it or leave it. I don't need you to fix it. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, I'm like, everybody tell me what I'm doing wrong. Well, and the thing that I don't understand with comments like this is, does someone really think like in their heart of hearts that you're going to read that comment and be like, you know what? He's fucking right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to change it because this fucking guy with zero credentials with eight followers and no pictures said that I should eat fucking haddock instead of tilapia. Like, yeah. are you, does he think that you as a top level pro bodybuilder are going to adhere to that just because he said it? Like, I, it really comes down to what is their motivation for that? Are they just doing yeah. it to be a smart ass? Do they really think that you're going to listen? Like, I'm really, I, I just never really understand like the motivation behind comments like that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, like the same thing. And like, yeah, I get people say it, but it's like the same thing. But like, he would be good if he brought up his back or like needs to bring up, yo, blah, 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 bring up your back. You're like, you think we don't fucking know? Yeah, guys, like, Dude, like if anyone knows my chest sucks, it's fucking yeah. me, you know? Like, Dude, I posted a photo the other day and a guy's like, if you just bring up your calves, everything will be perfect. And I'm like, I, I've been doing this for 20 years. I've been training yeah. my calves for 20 fucking years. Yeah, no fucking shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not, it's not going to work. They're just not yeah. going to grow. Can you fucking just, yeah. you know? You know, it's like, it's, guys, I had a lot of people rip me from my, uh, my cardio recently. Cause I have my cardio. Cause I, have, I get my heart rate like, decently high like i like it to be like between, how, how high how high like 130 140 it ranges it ranges between 140 and 160 right in, okay. a, in a whole session That's but i generally it generally sits it generally sits around 145 average okay. i would say so what's wrong with that i just like i just like feeling like i'm working right as well yeah, yeah what's wrong People with like, that? oh happened? you're gonna be burning muscle you're gonna be doing like oh. shouldn't you be doing this should be i'm like linda like you and, and and also oh that's another thing because my calories have got very low at this point right yeah we were talking about this and it's just I, i'm just doing what I, my body's directing me like hey it, this time around it's been a bit more stubborn than normal right and i'm my end goal is to get on stage in shape my end goal isn't to have a perfect diet like uh, the, the process is just whatever needs to get done to achieve that final look in theory i would be wanting to do less cardio and eat more food that's how i set about entering every prep i'd like to do minimal cardio and keep my food as high as possible but guess what my body's not playing ball and i just have to dig a little deeper so someone's like oh your calories are too low and your cardio is too high i'm like no i'm i'm just trying to get in shape for i got four weeks left 
I don't have time to play with. I got to drop a fucking hammer here. Like, at the end you know of the what day, I mean? sometimes you, know, you just got to do what you got to do. You don't got to do three shakes a day, bro. At the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, the bro science works. That's how yeah. I tell everybody. You can fucking sit here and be like, oh, you shouldn't be doing so much cardio or you shouldn't be eating fish or you shouldn't fuck. You know what, man? That shit's bro science for a fucking reason because every time someone gets stuck, that's the shit they point to. As soon as someone starts doing one of these like modern day perfect diets, I don't have to do any cardio. I eat tons of fucking food, blah, blah. As soon as their weight gets stuck, they're like, what are those guys over there doing? I need a refeed. Yeah. It, and they, that's and they, the first one, right? No, but I mean... No, once, but then once push comes to shove, then they cut all yeah, their calories. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, once they get stuck, they're like, oh, shit, what are the bros doing? Because those guys are shredded. And then they end up doing what we're doing anyway. Right, right, right. So well, that's what I, said, I said to Denise, I'm just, there's something going on with my body. And I said this to you, like, ever since I had sepsis, something funky has been going on. I found it a little harder to get. I can get lean, but just to get conditions being harder than before. Well, if I just do more and eat less, at some point, yeah. something's got to give, right? That's I've right. just got to fucking, I've just got to outwork whatever problem I've got going on that's just stopping me to get that little bit sharper. I just got to do more. In my mind, the right diet is the one that works the best and causes as little health problems yeah. as possible, yeah. you know? That's it. I mean, whatever it needs to be, as little food as you need to eat, as much cardio as you need to do, I mean, it, it's completely irrelevant, you know? It's, I mean, you just do what you need to do to accomplish a goal. That's it. But like you said, you got these guys bragging, like you said, those guys like, oh, I'm 250 pounds one week out or whatever it is. And, or they're bragging like, oh, I only dieted on 20 minutes of cardio three times a week. I'm like, well, that's great. But some people need more. Like yeah. there's a, in theory, there's a nice way to do things, right? Yeah. But sometimes theory, you just got Theory it. doesn't always mean practicality. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, I've, I've done two preps, you know, I've done preps where I've had to fucking do an hour and a half of cardio every day and I had trouble getting in shape. I've done ones where I did fucking 10 minutes a day and I got peeled out of my mind. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, it's different. Like you said, your body acts differently sometimes. I mean, you know, and there's also people that need a shit ton of cardio and need no food. I mean, it's like, it's, you know, people can't sit there and preach about like, this is the way you should do it. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. It's like, well, you're not in my fucking body. You don't know. And maybe if I, yeah. I tried what you're doing, I tried to keep as much food in as I tried to do as a little cardio, but that wasn't working. So we're pushing the envelope more because I need to be in shape in four weeks. You know, I love, right. I, I love what you just said about theory, not matching reality. Cause it fucking doesn't, it usually doesn't. No, it doesn't. There's a lot of shit that sounds so perfect. Oh, if you do things this way, you could train twice a day. If you eat enough calories and you're never going to overtrain as long as you sleep and eat enough. And I'm like, that's all fucking bullshit. I'm sorry. You're going to fucking overtrain. 100%. If you train twice a day, you're probably going to fucking break down. Yeah. You can't do that for long. If you, if you don't cut your calories enough, you're probably going to be fat on stage. Like there's, there's the theory is not always perfect, man. And, and usually the people that spout those fucking theories are people that aren't usually putting it in practice because yeah, pe yeah. people that have done a, a, a number of preps, like a multiple preps know that they have to do things that don't sound the best on paper. Yeah. Some sometimes to get shredded. Yeah. So uh, thoughts on having a cheat meal twice per week during and once during the week and one on the weekend getting ready for a show. Carbs are low around 150 grams the rest of the week and up to an hour of cardio daily. Uh, awesome content, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're doing an hour of cardio and eating that little carbs and you're doing two cheat meals a week. Why don't you just fucking eat more every day? Because he wants to have the two cheat meals. I know exactly what he's doing. 
Okay, he, wa- he wants to have two cheat meals, even though it's not so as beneficial. He's dieting hard and doing cardio so he can get the cheat meals. It's Which is not as beneficial to your body. No, I just, yeah, I agree. He's, just, he's, he's like, how can I work it out so that I can have a burger twice a week? Yeah. <laughs> That's basically. I, I disagree with the mentality in practice, sure. Yeah. I mean, like we said before, I mean, anything works if it works. I mean, if you're getting leaner and you're, you're, the look is good and you're not behind and you're getting results from it, it's fucking fine. It doesn't really matter. But that's know? not true though, because that's what he's saying, right? Cause like he could be getting results from this program, mm-hmm. but one, he's probably doing too much cardio. Like he doesn't have to be doing it this way. Like he could probably retain. No, 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 but that's why I said initially, yeah. I said, you know, there is obviously a more optimal way to do it. Yeah. But if this is like the end all be all for him. He needs to have his two cheat meals a week. Then I mean, if it's working, it's fucking working. Who cares? But I mean, that's right. yeah, obviously yeah. that's not the ideal way to do it. In my opinion. No. Like for me, like I'll give, like I can relate this to my diet. So, I have one cheat meal every Saturday night, but I have my calories set at a certain amount that I can lose weight through the week. Now, as soon as I don't start losing weight through the week, or I feel like I'm getting too flat during the week, I'll just drop that cheat meal on the weekend and I'll make sure my carbs are a little higher throughout the week yep. so that I'm losing weight like a little more steadily right now. It's like, I'm not setting up my calories in the week based on having the cheat meal on the weekend. Which it you know sounds I mean? like he's doing that. Which it sounds like what he's doing. He's like, like How let's can- suffer as much as we can during the week so we can reward ourselves with cheat meals. That's right. That's right. And that's, that's not that's yeah. the opposite. That's the opposite way you should be doing it. Yeah. Uh, is it good to have a rest day after your cheat meal or go work out the second day? Or in other words, cheat meal before the workout or after it? So I think he's saying, like, if he cheats on Saturday night, should he have a rest day on Sunday or should he just take a rest? Uh, I mean, that's not like a one size fits all answer, in my opinion. It really depends where your physique is. I mean, if you're super duper flat and, you know. Oh, wait, you- sorry, sorry. And actually, I think he's saying, is it better to have a cheat meal on your day? Your training day, your rest it's day? Like, it's like two questions in one. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I think he's trying to figure out where to put his cheat meal. That's what I think well, he's going to try. I think well, we've had this conversation before, actually. This is what I do. I have someone train their largest body part. So if they, you know, either back or legs, depending on which one they feel they really get the most out of. And then the next day I have them train. So they have their cheat meal at night and then the next day I have them train their weak body part. So if their arms need bringing up or their chest sucks, that's what will come the day after the cheat. So they're utilizing it. They get yeah. that fullness yeah. and that carryover. That's what okay. I mean. That makes sense. Okay. That makes sense. And yeah, I think a lot of people do this too. Like, well, they'll do, their cheat meal on the week body part day, which is not, in my opinion, you know, you're doing it the next day, which is the right way to do it. Yeah. You know, the, doing it the same day is not advantageous because those aren't taking any part in that workout. You know, wait a minute though. No. What if you're, what if you're, okay, wait a minute though. Cause if we take Ben's scenario and your scenario, Ian, what if your legs are your lagging body part and they're your biggest body part? Now, what am I doing with my cheat meal? Then you so can- I, I- same thing. I give you, I give you a high carb day. No, because you because you're one. saying because you're saying because you're saying put the lagging day after your cheat meal, but Ben's yeah. saying put the put the cheat meal on your biggest body part day. Yeah, but it can, it can be it's not mutually exclusive. I mean, you could just do back or you know something that day, and then then do your legs the next day. So you would always put yeah. the lagging body part the day after cheat. Yes, Ben, you too. Yeah, yeah. The only environment which I wouldn't do is say they were pushing their food. I would give them a high day say on the leg day all day with a cheat meal at the end of the day and then the lagging body part the next day for instance yeah no fucking cheat meal sounds so good right now i'm fucking starving though we've done well not to go down that rabbit hole of food 
dude we did a we did a podcast like last week or the week before me ben and james and i sort of got i think we talked about food for like 45 <laughs> 45 minutes of it, it was a bunch just, of hungry fucking dieting guys yeah. dude yeah. uh what does recovery day and uh, no, i'll sip that one um if you could pick one rep scheme to train for the rest of your life what would it be i'd say eight to twelve Eight to twelve. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what numbers in your blood work do you look for when deciding when to come off or back on? Anybody? I would say. I would everything. Say, well, everything, <laughs> but I would say like mainly like kidneys probably the most important. Kidney mm -hmm. stuff, obviously your lipids liver. are important. I mean, uh, your fucking liver stuff is like I mean, negligible, but still obviously should be in check. Um, yeah, I mean, your kidneys is definitely. Up I there. think your kidneys is probably the most important one. But before your kidneys show anything, you're going to get a bunch of others. Like, like my original blood works never showed anything on my kidneys, but they would show like liver enzymes are off or red blood cell count was high or cholesterol was off. I, if you're starting out, I would use those indicators before, because if you just focus on kidneys, if I look back at like my first five or 10 years of blood works, my kidneys were always fine. Yeah. My kidney levels didn't start to get elevated until like, 12 or 13 or 14 years into the game and then by then it's almost too late to start reversing it so it depends where you are in your career man if you're starting out you're probably not going to see very much change in your kidneys so i would pay attention to other things but the most important thing is actually to find a good doctor mm -hmm. and have and have him go through this shit with you and if you're gonna get blood work taken don't train the night before or the morning off like, you, mean, like, you know how many people come in and their their kidney gone. Sorry, Ben. Do you mean to give blood, or do you mean to get your blood tested? If they're having blood, if they're having their blood work taken, like tested. Yeah. If you train the day before, you're going to throw out a bunch of numbers, especially your kidney yeah. values. Yeah. And same I, for hydration. You need to be well hydrated. That throws it off huge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I always do. I always do two or three days off beforehand. I do too. Yeah. And then I always make sure I drink like a liter and a half of water the morning of because they yeah. tell you they tell you not to, but your kidney numbers are going to be fucked up. There. Yeah. Especially for driving. someone that trains. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my sweet, my sweet smells like ammonia. And am I consuming too much protein? I don't know what sweet is. That must have been a sweat. 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 It's a spell correction. Well, this that's, is your, you're right down this fucking. That's, that's what we. That's what we discussed earlier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we don't know, so we're, we'll we'll have to let you know when we figure it out. Oh, actually, Ben, you said it was ketones. Yeah. Quite uh, possible. Yeah. yeah. Would you rather get kicked in the balls by your girl once a month or never be able to use condiments or spices on your food ever, ever again? <laughs> kicked in the balls once a month. Yeah. Are you serious? Once a month. That's the once a month. I mean, I, I literally use, I season all my food and use condiments like sriracha on everything. I'm not even plain chicken with no seasoning every day just to get whooped in the balls once a month. This tells you how aggressive summer is because summer's going in obviously off that reaction. You know someone's kicking him fucking hard in the balls. Yeah. My yeah. wife, I feel, would be a bit like she'd hold back a little bit. What was yeah. the last time either one of you got, got punched or kicked in the nuts? Uh, Melissa that... accidentally hit me in the nuts with a spatula. Like she like went to like fake it and then like overextend and gave me a fucking wallop <laughs> with like a good spatula <laughs> in the nuts, like I don't know, within the last month and it it was more the startling of it that got me than the like, actual pain. The but pain, yeah, it doesn't yeah. feel good, obviously. I don't know, man. It's been a long time since I fucking had, like took any shot in the nuts of any sort. But, yeah, but it's once a month. You could do 12 a year and you eat six meals a day. It's <laughs> no splendor. It's 12 That's no splendor for that. Think about how... Think shots about a year. Or fucking 
six times 30, 300 meals a month, man. Yeah, but think about I'm shredded. I, I would look like Roman Fritz. I'd be shredded. Six times 30 is 300. I just did the worst math ever. That's 180, but yes. Yeah. I would, but think about it. Look at Roman Fritz, right? Yeah. That's why he's so fucking peeled all the time. No condiments, no spices, bland food. I would be like Roman. That's you think, you think that's no why way. he's peeled? I disagree. He's peeled because he's fucking crazy as shit and he'll go fucking walk for seven hours and fucking eat no carbs even in the off season, you know? You think that's he why? Like He trains twice a day, every day. Yeah. I know. I know he does. He's the only one that could fucking do it too. Yeah. But um, that's, that's completely out of obsessive compulsive, like, like – necessity in his mind you know I asked yeah him he that. started he started eating a lot more food as well and he still peeled well yeah. we asked i asked him because we talked about it a couple of years ago and he's like why can't i get he said something like why can't i get bigger i'm like dude you, your shit's too clean yeah like you're eating fucking like plain rice cakes and fucking egg whites and chicken and shit and that's it you're not gonna get big like that no. so i think he hired at the time i think he hired justin compton he worked with compton yeah yeah and he gave him like you know, he's eating like a thousand grams of carbs a day and like yeah, bagels like and like, apple pies and fucking yeah, ice cream. Every yeah. Day, yeah. And nothing happened. He got like fuller, but he's still fucking. Hey, see, here's the thing though. I, I don't think he does it. I, I worry about he, that too. I think he's like, yeah, I ate the food, blah, blah, blah. But in the, his mind, he's too scared to eat that kind of food and he doesn't actually eat it. Maybe. Yeah. 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 We'd have I, to I get for it. Invite, him, a, invite him to come and. Invite him to come and do like an off season at your house and make sure just force him to eat all the fucking <laughs> yeah. Ben and Jerry's and yeah, he'll, he'll leave here fat after two weeks and train once a day. Yeah, no, uh, I asked him to be on the podcast. I want to talk to him about this very thing because I know how like obsessive compulsive is, compulsive he is about his numbers and getting all his nutrients right. And he's like, "I'll come on the podcast, but I only want to talk about shoes." <laughs> and I'm like, "What? He's got, he's got like he's got like a shoe fetish, like about yeah, like, does, you know, yeah. buying fucking Jordans and shit." Yeah. I'm like, I don't think I can do a fucking hour podcast just about talking about shoes, but. Well, like, let him have his shoes. Yeah. Like, give him that, like, as a bit, and then and just, I'll like. Sneak it in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Once you already got him on the show, he's fucked, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll take one more. Um, Get a good one. Oh, God, another motivation. What's your motive? <laughs> no, I don't have fucking motivation. What's your motivation and how do you stay disciplined? It's the oh, fucking this. same answer. Fuck this, pick another one. The answer is in the question. Yeah. What's your motivation and how do you stay disciplined? Discipline is motivation. Oh. Somebody said to me, uh, somebody said something very commonsensical to me. I think I've said it in a, a podcast before. If you fucking like doing something, you don't need motivation. It's that simple. If you fucking hate going to the gym so much that you need to be motivated every day to go, go take up golf or some shit. Like you're, you're in the wrong sport. Like I don't, I don't recall having to be that motivated to go train. Like but, I just, I just want to go. But even golf, even it. golf. If you turn, if you turn golf into a profession at some point, you're going to go. Oh, no, oh, but, I, go, but, go but I mean, no, but I mean those guys. Okay. Like a golfer, he likes golfing. So he doesn't need motivation every day to go fucking drive balls. No. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't need motivation to go to the gym. I just like going to the fucking I gym. I understand what Ben's saying, though, because, yeah, obviously, you know, any, anything that that, like that, once it becomes a job, it becomes different. But I think it still was, you still got into golf with a foundation of passion. Uh, and that even when there's days that you're not necessarily, like, super motivated to do it, this, that passion and that drive is still a characteristic within you that's always going to be there. I 100% understand what Ben's saying, too. Ben's saying there's going to be days where you're, like, blah, I don't want to go. This is how much I like bodybuilding. Even on the days I don't want to go, I still want to go. Yeah. Mm. 
So if you, if you, if you, if you don't like bodybuilding or don't like the gym so much that like, you know, three out of four days a week, you don't want to go, it's probably not going to be your profession. You probably just do it as a hobby. But see, this is why I'm limiting when I was coaching over the last two months or so I've limited now who I take on to competitive bodybuilders only because it's not because I only want to deal with it. I can't generate motivation for you. That's right. Yeah. People want, I can, I can show you, I can tell you what to eat, when to eat, how, what to eat next week or what to take out, what cardio to do. I can't get you out of bed in the morning and make you go do that cardio. I can't make, when competitive bodybuilders have already decided that's what they're doing, right? They already have that intrinsic motivation. They just need the direction of how to do, go about it. Yeah. And yeah. I know a bunch of people out here that, I know, like there's a couple of people I know who will only coach non-competitors because they find competitors hard work. I'm like, no, you just want an easy paycheck because you're not going to get any progress from those guys. And every month you just, go through the motions right because there's always an excuse oh i was traveling i had a meeting i couldn't get my meals in i was tired the kids were competitive bodybuilders find a way you know mm. like yeah. i mean there's a mix for both i mean i've had some lifestyle clients that are the hardest working and get the best results they just have no interest in competing they just want to look good you know i mean i'm, I'm working with this guy right now that lives in new jersey and i mean he literally like every week he follows the plan to a t he changes exactly what i expect every single week you know, it's completely linear. I should reduce the food. He changes by exactly what I expect. I increase it. He changes what I expect. He's the perfect client. And then I have tons of competitive clients who fucking are a goddamn, like they have absolutely no drive whatsoever. And I'm like, why the fuck are you doing this? Every week, every week it's something new. It's, oh my, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like I missed this meal because I was this. Or, oh, I was, you know, my, was out of town. Or, oh, I was like, it's, you get the same thing from both. I mean, well, you know, but I. Yeah, levels is going to be a variance, but I think there's there's going to be both in every world, you know. But as a, as a coach, if I have a competitor that says to me, "Oh, hey man, I, I couldn't do this this week. I couldn't do that week," I can go back to him and be like, "What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, like this is this is on you. You're not going to make it if you keep on doing this. You need to sort your shit out." If I've got an office worker or a CEO come to me, and he's like, "Hey man, so I was out, I got called away in business, and then the kids, and I had this." I kind of there's a part of me that goes, "Okay, I can't." I can't fucking hammer you. See, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hammer either one. I could give a fuck. I don't. When I was coaching people, no, seriously, I'm sorry. Hey, you know what? I'm being honest. I could give a. Fuck. I give a fuck if someone's gonna get on stage no. under my name. Under my name, I, I don't want to put someone. No, Ben. Ben, let me hear me out for a second. I, it's not that I don't give a fuck about the person. I want. I give a fuck about people as much as they give a fuck about themselves. Yeah. So if I'm coaching somebody and the guy's like, ah, oh, I fucking missed two training sessions and I fucking ate a pizza last night and I wasn't supposed to, I'm like, cool, message me next week when you get it right. The diet stays the same, training stays the same. When you nail it 100%, shoot me a message. Okay. Yeah. I don't, sure. I don't give a shit. I I, I'm not going to, I'm not, whether you're a CEO and you just want to get shredded for a fucking wedding or a vacation or whether you're a competitor trying to get ready for a show, if you can't do your shit, I'm not going to motivate you to do it. That's not my job. Like, I don't, I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to fucking, I don't care. It also, it also doesn't work because I mean, you can say, and I have clients that, you know, will say this and you know, I can give them a motivational speech and they'll be like, Oh, I'm all fired up. And then they'll fuck it up the next week. The exact same. Yeah. I mean, having a, a, a very, you know, acute motivational response doesn't translate into a chronic response. You know, I mean, it needs to be within them. They can't be like, go watch a Zasny video and be motivated for the rest of your life. You know? This is why I'm saying, this is why, um, uh, that's why I was saying at the beginning of this, 
It doesn't have anything to do with like whether you're a competitor or not a competitor. If you don't like what you're fucking doing, and I'm not saying you're having fun, it's amazing. I'm saying if you don't enjoy going to the gym, if you don't enjoy trying to change your body, if you don't enjoy the challenge, you're in the wrong fucking sport. Just do something well, else. What I was saying that it, it's yeah. with both ends. You know, I mean, yeah. we're all get non-competitive clients who are very motivated and like it and like the challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More successful than some of my competitive clients will be. Yeah, you can because they like doing it. It's not yeah. about for some people. For some people, success comes from fear. Like for me, for a long time, people would ask me, "Well, why are you motivated to, or why are you disciplined, or why are you why are you motivated to go to the gym every day and train?" And I'd be like, "Because I don't want to fucking suck." I mean, because I know. This is a mindset that you and I are very, very similar on. Yeah, because I know I got to be in my underwear in fucking 12 weeks. And I don't want to look like a fat fucking slob. So the fear of being a slob is what's driving me to go to the gym every morning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But some people like that don't compete have just, just want to look good and just like going to the gym and just want to look good and want to achieve a certain thing. So they don't need fear or like anybody. Your fear, your, your fear puts you into action. A lot of people's fear paralyzes them. Right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. The way you deal with fear is important. I mean, so they're like, Oh, I can't, I'd never be able to, I'm scared of failing. So I'm not going to try. No, no. hundred percent. Right. Dude, that, dude. There's some, there's that, that side of things. As some, well, right? people, some people, some people will walk into a gym and they'll see somebody like Ian and they'll go, Oh, fuck this. This is pointless. And they'll start missing the days and they'll start eating whatever the fuck they want. And then another kid will come in the gym and see someone like Ian and they'll go, oh, you know what? I think I want that. And they'll fucking t- dial it up a notch. And, those are the two different two different types of people we're talking about. Yeah. Some people, you know, if, if fear cripples. Well, honestly, and I, 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 there's nothing I like more than seeing a young kid at the gym, like an 18 year old kid, yeah. with the balls to come up and ask me well thought out questions. Yeah. You know, when he'll come up to me at the gym and not just do like, bro, how'd you get like that or how much you bench? He comes up to like, hey man, I've been trying this diet, blah blah. blah I'm doing this. Do you have any you know recommendations? I've been eating this. You know, or I'm trying this training program. Do you have any recommendations or? You know, like you look awesome. How long have you been doing this for? Like, do you have any tips? I fucking love that. If you're an 18, like, cause I know when I was 18, I probably wouldn't have the nutsack. Like I remember when I was really young, the first big guy I ever saw that went to my gym was Jam. It was the Sam. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, I thought this was Ronnie fucking Coleman when I was 17, 16, you know? Yeah. yeah. I never had the balls to go up to Sam ever and be like, yo, like where, how do I get into competing? What do I do? What's, you know, I never, and I didn't even have like the questions to ask him when I see a young kid, that's clearly like in the gym and I see him every day. He's trying hard, you know, and he comes up and asks me a good question. It fucking, it makes me so happy on my inside yeah. to like feel that. Yeah. And I want to fucking, I just want to be like, man, come train with me every day. You know, like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Want as much as I can, you know? Yeah. I'm not, you know what? Not, not necessarily asking the question part. Like, I don't care if people ask me questions, but sometimes, you know, you see the same people kind of in the gym every day. So you yeah. the same, same crowd, depending if you want to say the same time. Right. There's always like that one kid that's that 18 year old kid who's not big, but, but you can tell he's like fucking grinding that shit out every day. That's what I'm saying, yeah. People think we only respect like big guys, but that's no. not true. I, I just respect people who fucking bust their ass. Yeah. Like I remember a girl, there was a girl that used to train at the last gym I worked out at. She would go in and squat and she would do like 15 sets of fucking squats and she'd be drenched. And I'm yeah. like, that's crazy. Like that, yeah. I, I like seeing that kind of shit. Or like when I see, I mean, nothing makes me happier too. You know, when I'll be at the gym and there's six squat racks and there's 18 year old kids with way more weight than they should be doing. And I'm like, you know, they're doing three plates for quarter squats. And then I'll see the one kid that's yeah. there with this program on paper, with <laughs> yeah. one, one plate on doing perfect execution, ass to grass, you know, knees driving out, like 
flawless form. And I'm like, this guy fucking knows, you know, yeah, these yeah. kids can sit here, do their three plates and think they're strong as shit. And in five years, this kid's going to be doing that same weight with 30 times better form with legs twice as big as you. And he'll be fucking being like, well, that's what you get, you know? Yeah. 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 And that, that makes me fucking happy to see people just with like mastering execution first and foremost, and like not forgetting those fundamentals, you know? I tell you what not to do. Walk up to me with barely any introduction and be like, this is my progress, bro. Huh? Oh yeah. <laughs> I had that. I had it last week in Florida in the Redcon gym. I walked in at 5.30 in the morning to do my morning cardio. Like my, my, my eyes are pretty like, the, the Asian eyes are pretty closed anyway, but like five in the morning they're even, I'm like real puffy. Yeah. I'm like dragging ass in my morning and just want to get my cardio. And he's like, oh, hey bro, nice to meet you. Check this out. This is my pro, literally. And I went, yeah. no one cares. I get so many of these on Instagram where I get people that message me and be like, no introduction, just send me fucking 30 pictures or they'll be like, go check out my program, my profile, check out my progress. I'm like, why? Or I like, read my physique. I'm like, what, what good is going to come from this? If I go and say your physique fucking sucks, are you just going to quit? <laughs> like what, what good comes from this? You either know your physique is so good that I'm going to compliment you. So now you're just fucking fishing, fishing. You yeah. dickhead. Yeah, or... Yeah your physique sucks and I'm not, I'm not going to want to tell you and just unmotivate you because that's just pointless at this point. You know, yeah. you don't, if you have a top level bodybuilder tell you your physique sucks as a young kid, you're probably just gonna be like, okay, well, I'll never be a bodybuilder. And it's going to be super unmotivating. I know when I was 18 starting, if I messaged Jay Cutler and I'm like, hey, what's my physique like? And he said, it sucks. I'd fucking be like, fuck this shit. I'm never going to it again. A hundred percent. So I mean, I'm not going to answer that honestly. So it's like, it. you're either fishing or you don't want the real answer. So like, which one is it, yeah. you know? Those get deleted when I get those. Yeah. Oh, I don't answer those. If no. I get like a string of pictures and a fucking a, a, a paragraph like this, fucking, it just, I'm yeah. sorry. I had, some sorry. Guy, I had some guy send me his squat video the other day. He's a whole set. It was like a two minute long video. I'm like, I, <laughs> you know, I you know how bad, you know, what how am I looking bad, at? you know how bad showing progress pictures is? I can't, I won't show my progress pictures to other people. Yeah. Like if somebody says to me, Hey man, how's your diet going? Like, you know, is your prep going? Okay. I won't be like, Oh, one minute, man. This is what I look like. Yeah. I'm not, I, I don't, that's a, it's the most annoying thing in the fucking world. Like I don't, unless they specifically ask me, like if they say, you know, you have any photos, like I want to see what you look like. That's one thing. But I just to bust out my phone and be like, Hey man, check it out. Like, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not going to happen. Uh, this guy's trying to start trouble. So I'm just going to answer a couple of things. Uh, Fuad, since you brought back your, your YouTube channel, it seems like you started to dislike RX muscle and Dave. Not true. I have no problem with Dave or RX muscle. I think Dave's great. Uh, number two, he says, what would need to happen for a men's physique guy like Andre Ferguson to be on your channel or Nick Tregilly? Nick Tregilly has his own podcast, doesn't need to be on my channel. And uh, I don't like Andre Ferguson because Dallas McCarver almost punched him out. So Andre Ferguson won't be on my channel either. When, and to be honest, Andre Ferguson probably doesn't care because he wins every show that he enters. So he can do his own marketing. Uh, okay, on to other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just... People try and start drama and instead of having drama, I just give them a fucking answer and we can move on. Um, were you guys always on point with your diet? Oh, take this as the last one because it's a diet question. I think people like those. Oh, wait, this one's a good one. How do you politely tell people to fuck off when sitting on a piece of equipment for 10 minutes without doing a set? <laughs> I don't politely say, I just say, get the fuck out. No, I, no I, I'll ask them. I'll, I'll just be like, when is your set? Like, are you done? Like, I want to get in. See, this comes to, and I don't know if this is like bullying or not, but this comes down to what I'm saying, the benefits of being big. Because if I go up to someone and I look like me or you look like you or Ben looks like Ben, 
And you go up to a guy and be like, how many sets you have left? They're always like, one. <laughs> you know? No, that didn't happen to me before. Really? I, I barely ever. Like, I'll be like people, I could tell they just sat down. They probably have fucking 25 sets left. And I'll be like, how many sets? So they're just, oh, just one more. I'll be quick. And then they're literally had just done a set. They'll do their set right away and get off the machine. I'm like, yeah, yeah. no, man, I wasn't telling you to fuck off. Like, I can work yeah. in with you. Like, yeah. you know, take five minutes. I can go do something yeah. else and come back. Just let me know when you're done. Like, yeah. Usually that's the case. But I had one kid, I've told the story before on the podcast. I had one kid be like, I'm, I'm doing a powerlifting program, bro. I'm going to be here for seven or eight sets. And he was taking, like, honestly, it had to have been minimum, minimum, like, between five and 10 minutes between sets. Yeah. And I'm like, the gym's fucking packed, dude. You can't fucking do your two plate squats every fucking eight minutes. Like, so eventually after like three sets of me waiting, I was like, look, man, I got to fucking work in. You either got to let me work in or you got to fucking go somewhere. And I was just a dick about it. I'm like, I'm I'm, like, I'm not sitting here while you like take 60 fucking minutes to do one exercise. And what'd he say? Well, he fucking left. He left. He's like, he's like, he got pissed off. I think he went and told the owner. The owner's like, told him to fuck off. Because you can't just hog a whole fucking squat rack. Especially when it's like peak hours. Now. When it's peak hours and not let anybody work in. Like, I let people work in if I'm squatting and somebody wants to get sure. in. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. As long as, like, I don't have to change, like, all the plates all the time. Yep. So. As long as they're lifting less than you, right? If they're lifting more than you, like, oh, fuck off. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to feel bad about myself. I'm like, <laughs> if you're benching four or five plates, get the fuck out of here. I'm at, I'm at the three level. <laughs> um okay so i think this was the diet question i was going to ask um were you guys always on point with your diets in the early days of your careers or were you a bit more relaxed i.e missing meals or not the right food or were you guys just on point from day one and if not how long till you were on point i was the other way i was more ocd when i started thinking that you had to be like things had to be absolutely perfect and flawless or it didn't work Uh, And then obviously as I got smarter and did more preps, I realized like things aren't so black and white, Mm. Um, you know, and like, not to say I've ever missed meals or cheat on my diet, but like, you know, it's like one day I'm out of fucking rice and I'll cook potatoes instead. It's like, it's not the fucking end of the world. Or if I'm out of chicken, I got ground Turkey. Like I barely, I'm always prepared, but I'm saying if that happened, that wouldn't be earth shattering to me. We're back in the day. It would be like, ah, you know? Okay. One minute. We'll go back to this question in a second. I just want to cover something because you just said it. I don't feel like there's okay. Even in prep, I don't feel like there's absolutely any reason why I can't switch like cream of rice for oats or potato really? for potato for rice. You don't, you're not, you're not like that crazy. Are you where you're like, I have no, I, mean, to have I follow if Patrick says rice meal, I eat it because why wouldn't I? No, I know. But if like one day you feel like having a potato instead, come back, we're back to the potatoes, Ben. But one day, if one day you feel like having a potato instead of rice, no, I literally did this two days ago. My fifth meal right now has salmon in it. Yeah. And it was salmon with potato. Uh, yeah. And I was just like, man, salmon with some jasmine rice would feel fucking so good right now. Makes you know? more sense, yeah. So yeah. I did the carb conversion, had the exact same amount of carbs, and I had rice with it instead. Because, you know, you have salmon, the oil's getting the rice, it's fucking delicious. Yeah, yeah. It just felt like it. That one day, I did the conversion, and I had it. Yeah, yeah no issue. Um, you know, but yeah, no, I, I don't think you should be switching about willy-nilly just for fun all the time. But there, there's no reason they can't be interchanged at all, no. Me, me and John, John allows me, like, it's almost like if it fits your macros, but only with like eight foods. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if I want to switch out rice for potato, he's like, I don't give a shit. As long as the numbers are the same. Yep. Or if I want to switch like cream of rice for oatmeal, he's like, I don't give a fuck as long as the numbers are the same. Yep. It, it's nice because it gives me a little bit of freedom in my diet. And I actually don't feel like there's much of a difference. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, between rice and potato, what are you really, what's really like going to happen? 
You know what I mean? So it's nothing. So, okay. I just wanted to cover that. But as far as going back to eating habits, Ben, what were you like in the beginning? I think I was probably similar to Ian. Um, Once I decided to do a show, I was, I'd freak out if it was like, if the plan said potato and I'd run out of potato, even though I had rice or another, or oats, I'd be like, no, 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 it's supposed to be potato. So I'm going to go to the store, buy that. Like I was, now I'm like, oh, fuck it. We run out of potato, I'll eat oats. I I can, but yeah, I was more locked in. But what about, you guys are both, you guys are both describing like diets because during, in the first early parts of my career, the first 10 years, I was super like during my diets too. If I had to have rice, it was going to be rice. It wasn't going to be, but I'm talking about overall in general in the off seasons too. What were you guys like in the beginning? When I started competitive off, like when I was like, right, I'm going to do a show. So now I'm in a actual bodybuilding off season, not just like a random, I'm just yeah. eating and training. Yeah. I was dialed in. I was hundred percent. Whatever was on that plan got yeah. eaten. What about yeah. you? Same thing? Yeah, I'm the same. I didn't really treat, I, I, I didn't, I, at first, like when I was younger, especially, I didn't really understand the importance of off seasons, you know? Mm. Um, you know, I thought that it was like the prep that was all that mattered. Like I was still always like eat my six meals a day and blah, blah, blah. But like, I didn't like treat it as a hundred percent seriously as I would prep. I didn't start doing that till I was maybe, you know, in my mid early twenties, you know? Yeah. The more podcasts I do, the more I realize I'm a horrible bodybuilder. Or I have really advanced genetics because I fucking never did any of that shit. Like the first two years of my career, I think I ate like Chef Boyardee for my carbs and like Hungry Man dinners for my fucking, my, my proteins. Like My first show I did, I was so OCD with my carb count. I didn't eat any vegetables for the fact that I was doing a keto. I was doing a keto diet, which I did myself. Yeah. I did a keto diet and I ate zero veggies because I was afraid of the carbs. Wow. Yeah, yeah. man. I, I'm... I've always been a 90-10 guy or an 80-20 guy. That's kind of how I've always been. So like 80%, 80% is perfect and 20% is kind of like, you know, figure out the rest. That's the way I've always been. The off-season, when I'm prepping is different. Prepping is like 100%, it's 100%. But off-seasons have always been a little bit more relaxed. I don't know how you guys... Just just think how good, how much better than Ben Pekulski could have been. Well, I already, I remember, you're the only one that thinks that, by the way. Uh, and, I, and if you'd have been 100%, I wouldn't think that way. Melissa, Melissa just got home. Melissa, take peak Ben hey. Pukulski, peak Ben Pukulski, and peak Fuad. Who wins? Fuad. Hey, see, Ben, you don't I'm know just anything. Saying that he's here right Canadians now. are polite. But I, I honestly was like, I mean, I was a big fan of beef packs lower body, but I was never like. Yeah, I think everybody was. Atta girl. You know what I mean? Yeah, because he's got no arms. I uh oh by the way, Melissa, you have a good podcast. Thanks. We're gonna we're gonna, I'm gonna steal your peach in the pit. Why we we were talking, why have we been having so much sex lately? Oh my god. Do you wanna do you wanna answer that? Sure. <laughs> I, I said, Wait, like am I being honest? Or he also he also talking? told he also told us about like some intricate in- intimate details about your sex life too. <laughs> you have a really good sex life, so that's fine. Yeah. Um, I was just saying lately in like the last like couple months or so we're on like a fucking like, you know, twice a day, once a day, every yeah, day but like you've been also making me feel very like sexy and wanted. See, know? that's what that's what's so tough to do. I do that to my wife all the time and sometimes she's like you're making me feel sexy. And then other times I'm doing the same thing, but she doesn't feel sexy and I'm like, "Why?" 
Well, see, and this is what I said. And then I brought you into saying like, that I thought you were in a good place with acceptance with your body and like where you are now and that you're starting to feel sexier. So like you're starting to feel sexier plus me making you feel sexy like that all kind of combines, you know? Yeah, I, I, I'm feeling better about my body and I feel like we're also like very emotionally connected right now, which is That's making said, yeah. me like want to do it more. What, can, you give, can you give guys out there some advice as to how they can have more sex? <laughs> I mean, you need to like, number one, be emotionally connected with your wife or your girlfriend and like mm. care about her feelings. But you also, you need to make her feel like hot as fuck. And then she'll probably want to fuck. That's just like. Mm. See, I'm, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a bad position. When my wife gets into bed, she's like, what, seven and a half, eight months pregnant. And, she's like, <laughs> <laughs> and she, she'll, she'll sit in the bed and she'll be like, oh. Yeah, I'd, I'd be trying to bang Melissa 30 times a day if she was pregnant. <laughs> That's that's what she she's just sitting there like rubbing her thumb. She's like, I'm super pregnant. She's like, Will you rub my feet? I'm like, Oh god, rub your feet, and then she takes a nice fart on you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, uh, for you guys who are listening out there, check out uh, Melissa and Chris's uh, podcast. What's it called? Paradise on Fire or Fire? Yeah, yeah Paradise on Fire. Paradise on Fire. Check that out. It's good. They, they talk about some interesting stuff. Um, and you guys can make fun of Chris for giving really bad relationship advice too. After yeah, we were, we were ripping on Chris for his, we were like, Chris can't give relationship advice because like girls literally just Melissa, Chris. Melissa, no I could, the funny thing is I could see Melissa like almost disagreeing with him in some ways, but not because we're on a podcast. When he was saying like, he would go up to, to girls and like, just insult them. Be like, Oh, where'd you get those shorts? Like, <laughs> we can't, mo most guys can't do that. But like we're saying with Chris. Chris can do, and Chris can go up and fucking fart in front of them, and they'll be like, "Hee hee." Yeah, no. but Christopher also like speaks like that, or will say like those words to girls. But like the way he says it, it's very obvious that he's hitting on somebody. I know that, but it's, it's where it, it changes the what? complete dynamic. Is that every single girl Chris is probably going to hit on already knows who he is beforehand? So the dynamics. Well, change. it's not only that; it's also what I was trying to get across to Ian when we were talking about it was it's really bad advice because we don't all look like Chris. Yeah. Hey. So it's like you can't yeah. if you're a fucking ten, you can say and do whatever you want. Yeah. If you're if you're a six, you can't go make fun of some girl and expect her to be like, Cool, let's go out on a date. <laughs> it's like his, his it's like his perception of how to pick up girls is probably like way skewed. So skewed. So skewed. <laughs> yeah, but he's a bit, he's also a bit too like cocky when it comes to picking up women well and he should be because well he sounds yeah, like i would be yeah i would be if i was him i'd be like i got this don't worry <laughs> yeah. his success rate is probably like 99 percent. Know? i want to know i want to know the failures that's what i, I want to know i want to meet the one percent that have said no there's probably that one girl you can find her real chris, easy i don't i'll be honest i don't think chris has ever tried to have sex or pick up a girl that he wasn't successful with. No, no. Are you serious? I think he's probably back 100% on that end, yeah. That's fucking yeah. ridiculous. He probably also picks his battles well. Like, I think if he, knew he, like, if he knew he had a chance with a girl, that's when he would engage. Like, it's like, you know, if it was like a girl that he was like, uh, she's probably, you know. Okay, wait, I wanna, I'm going to ask the question, and I don't think Chris would ever tell me this, so you guys could tell him, and he's probably not going to watch this fucking shit anyway. So, um, what, I, I think everybody's dying to know what the number is. Am I allowed to say? <laughs> no one knows this. No Just give me like over under. It's like over under fifty. Is it? It's got to be over fifty. Over. It's over. It's over. 
Are we talking like tri like triple digits? No, it's I don't even. No, it's no, not no, in no, triple digits. No. That's all I'll say. Okay, it's in double okay. digits. All right, don't worry. He's it, not gonna. He's not gonna watch. It's it's definitely le like it's you're closer it's to the less. It's less than what you think. Yeah. Okay, we'll leave it at that. We don't want to. We don't want to well, get so, in trouble. Wait, but those are all accumulated in like two years of college. Like yeah. that's it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> We're two hours deep into this podcast. You think he'll make it this far? Come on. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna put in the timestamps. Chris Bumstead. <laughs> make it the title. Yeah. Chris's number exposed. <laughs> my fucking my views will go through the roof. It'll be perfect. Yeah. Uh, okay, guys. It's been like fucking, Courtney never sees this. It's been uh, two and a half hours, and I'm starving. And I got a train. I'm sure you guys yeah, are too. So thank yeah. you guys for coming on. Yeah. And uh, we'll do it again. All right. We will. All right, boys. Take it easy. Bye.